0: Everybody, that was a song to be to begin the last episode of 2017, the best of episode of the New Flesh podcast, a horror movie podcast about horror movies and all things tangentially related to horror, horror movies, the horror lifestyle, and whatever me and Brett did this week. I am your co-host, Mr. Joe Avella. Hit me up on the Instagram, Joe Avella and with me is
1: Brett Arnold at brett redacted on twitter.com which
0: the, the the social network platform.
1: Yes. I woke up this morning with a very scary notification from Twitter. What? It said Congratulations. You've wasted
0: 30 hours, oh no, th- 30 days of time on, uh, on worse. this platform? What? Way
1: worse. It said today is your nine year oh, yeah. Twitter anniversary. Man, you only been on for nine years? That's so long. I was, how long has Twitter been around? Like 10 years?
0: No, it's been a long That I, I got on it super early just because someone hit me to it. Yeah. And Which is even more embarrassing considering how few followers I have and how little <laughs> influence I have on there. No, dude, I got on there like long before the app, long before hashtags, long before search. All that stuff. Dude, I was on there.
1: Harass brands and shit. Like, I, I, don't know I was on doing. there
0: when you had to manually retweet things. You had to copy and yes, paste it. I remember those. Duh, it was it was put RT
1: in front of it. Yeah, I
0: found out because I got a short film in the South by Southwest, so I went there, and the film portion of it totally sucked. Big surprise. So I hung <laughs> out in the tech part because I had some friends, or a friend who was there for the tech version, and that's where I learned about Twitter. And it was like, yeah, you got to sign up and learn about a bunch of stuff there. I think I uh, signed up for my first Tumblr when I was there. It was actually really cool. It was, I met Gary Vee. Van Nurchuk, nice guy.
1: Um, Twitter for me in the in the in the past was kind of I don't know. I have to go back and I did an advanced search and I looked at my mm-hmm. like first year of tweets and it's so embarrassing. Just oh my god, dude! The dumb shit I would totally just tweet into the void. Totally, but also like ask companies for free shit and yeah. like I got a lot of weird. I've won a lot of stuff on Twitter. Yeah, that way. So like I guess it's worth it. But it's like, what was I doing,
0: dude? Fucking <laughs> for whatever reason. I'm about to talk about Facebook, but this is related to it. Yeah. When, when it was just, I was just getting a little bit of like, hints of people actually like using social media to kind of like uh, help their. Their comedy or whatever, sure. you know, long before people were like, before no, it, it was Lincoln tw- Bio or Lincoln, yeah, whatever, Lincoln any of that comments. stuff. Just was finding out like, oh, there's this one person and and uh, he wrote a bunch of jokes on Twitter and now he has a book deal or something. That I was like, I'm gonna start writing jokes all the time for Twitter and for Facebook, right? Yeah. So I don't know what Evan the Twitter was. I'm sure they're still on there or whatever. I don't feel like going back. But Facebook, I was doing the thing where, like I would tweet something and also post it on Facebook. Yeah, the biggest my favorite. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> thinking about doing a uh, you know two for one, right? Double dip. And uh, thank God that uh, Facebook has now this on this day feature they rolled out like earlier this year. So now every morning I log in Facebook specifically to go to that (laughs) and to delete every (laughs) single post. I'm deleting almost every single post unless I I can't for some reason or it's like recently I don't care. But dude, like... My bad, right? horrible tweet jokes that were also Facebook post jokes from like, yeah, 2008 <laughs> or nine. I can't believe it. I know. I'm like, you know, it's like
1: I don't even recognize the tone of the person. I, I know. Was. It's I have like a th- fucking weird. I have a
0: theory that the reason that I have no. Cache in any those platforms is Because I was an early adopter And when other people Are starting to get on it And I'd already established it I was tweeting And, and po- posting Facebook jokes No joke Ten a day Of just any stupid thought Just over and over again And this is before the apps This is before yeah. smartphones And I was just like log so you're on a desktop Yeah, yeah And I was just like Oh, my boss isn't looking Uh, You know This coffee's so bad You know Like uh, Nickelback Or something like that And I'm just like No fucking wonder it's- I'm completely ignoring this I, I bet Everyone following me on Facebook or Twitter blocked and muted me, and it just sent out this signal like,
1: "Do not let anyone see this guy's stuff." That is hysterical. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: And this is a horror movie podcast, though. And yeah. today we <laughs> the are going of over- our past lives. Yeah, I know. The the uh, today we are yeah, it's like if you six months ago I'll, I'll look at posts and be like, oh my god, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. um, today we're doing the best of 2017, a banner year for horror movies. There was so much good shit this year. It's insane. Yeah, it was a impossible it was like to get
1: it. The mainstream good shit yeah, was actually pretty good. I was just saying
0: to you before, three of the movies on my top 10 list were like three of the biggest grossing and best reviewed movies of the year.
1: Wild, never. would that have imagined insane? that would have happened. What yeah. was that
0: number one last year? Was like Eyes of My Mother, incredible film. Yeah. And like a year before that, my favorite was Bone Tomahawk. Again, incredible films. It was like, I would go places and people would be like, "Give me some recommendations." I'd be like, "You got to see Bone Tomahawk. You got to see Evolution. You yeah. got to see uh, uh, Always Shine or whatever." And people are like, "What are these words? Yeah. What do you even mean?" <laughs> English. I know, but now this year it's like, I, I what can I recommend that people haven't already seen? And I'm fine with it. It's tough.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. a. It's a hard year. for That's why this episode is hard for me to make a list because I'm like, we're not saying anything anybody else hasn't said. Already. I
0: think we've got some choice cuts that maybe maybe fell in the cracks because a lot of people just focused on the big two, as we'll call it. I mean, I yeah. feel like this is going to be the top 2000 of 17 that aren't Get Out because Get Out is the number yeah, one I movie think, of the year. I mean, yes, be- best horror movie. And I'll argue the best movie of the year.
1: Yeah, it's definitely at the top of my list. So maybe we'll just avoid it. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk we'll about talk get it at about the it. end.
0: But obviously, that's the best horror movie of the year,
1: maybe even the decade. I'm sorry, but like, no, what? What? Don't it be w- sorry. I can't think of a, a, a horror movie that was that well, that great. No movie had that uh, like staying power. Like yeah. everyone's still talking about it. It came out almost a year ago. That,
0: w- w- like you know, the Cinderella story of a of a five million dollar right? is a five million dollar movie. Yes, written directed by a comedian. His first feature film, Keanu, was
1: he... He didn't bro- direct it, no. Yeah, yeah he did Keanu. And
0: he co-wrote Keanu, right? Those guys co-wrote that? I think that? he
1: and like the direct David Atencio, or whatever his name is. He didn't think, write it with Keegan-Michael uh, with Keegan? Ke- 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 yeah, I think they all participated in the writing, and then directed by the Atencio guy. So it's, yeah, his, yeah, his first t- Hat in the Ring, his first solo right.
0: project on Blumhouse, which was, until Get Out came, came out, was, yeah, the horror movie studio, but also, like, an indie studio. Right. like this is this movie alone well with a few others has pushed Blumhouse into like Miramax territory in the 90s Blumhouse is Miramax 90s I mean get out Jordan made, Peele is their Tarantino
1: they uh get out made 254 million worldwide insane off of five million five million budget.
0: and you know everyone involved like was just like yeah whatever I'll, I'll do it for scale or just give me a little on the back end if there is any you know just kind of that kind of you know what? was his name? Catherine, Catherine Keener.
1: Keener, and who was the dad? Bradley Ke- Whitford.
0: You know they were just like you know their contracts are like, "Yeah, pay me nothing, but if this pops off, I want some dollars in the back end." And now they're like, "Hell yeah, we got to make Get Out too."
1: <laughs> I hope that's what happened. With Hell that. yeah, we got
0: to make that prequel because I want to be in it.
1: What would a prequel even be for that? Just that that family through the years. Yeah. Watching Allison. Uh, maybe Williams the the original. Kill all those other dudes. The original,
0: like the first time, maybe. The first time, the first one they killed, the first time they did it, you know. I Actually, like I would that. hate, I would hate if they did a get out uh, <laughs> prequel or a sequel. It was, it's it's like, called like Get In, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's horrible! Please don't do that. Whoever has, I know, we makes will the
1: TV show into existence. We don't want. Yeah, forget what you say, But uh, though, but
0: there was other incredible horror films that came out this year. I think almost all of them we've talked quite favorably on this podcast. And there was some amazing horror TV for the first time ever. I can point to at least two shows. uh, Well, three possibly. One again, one to watch. That was uh, amazing horror television. And we've talked at length about how there are no good horror shows. Don't worry. It's not American Horror Story or fucking... What a legion is that horror? I don't know. No, there's
1: there? uh, Channel Zero people. Oof. like I, d- I just so bad. I, I I don't know. It's one of those things where that's an anthology, so maybe next season will yeah. be good. But p- I keep hearing that. it But all those
0: uh, fall into this category. The lot of horror movies uh, fall into the category of we ticked all the boxes. Therefore, people like it. Like the people who claim to love it. If you mm-hmm. really dig deep on what they're saying is great, even the like good reviews, you're like, you're just you're just happy that they made a thing that looks like a thing you like. Right. Yeah, Channel Zero is like the worst offender. I mean, it's, they took Reddit creepy pasta stories and, and put some money behind it. That's all they did. St- and like not much money, probably. No, <laughs> and it's just everything about us like whatever by the numbers.
1: So this week we're gonna talk about our favorites of the year. Uh, while doing our research, uh, I came up with a couple that I didn't. See, oh yeah, that uh, we should still see. So next week we're definitely gonna talk about. We'll talk about this later. We'll we'll tease it now. We
0: got some 2017's slip through the slip the slip through the cracks flicks.
1: Yeah, so we'll do that. But also next week, uh very excited to announce what we will be talking about. Insidious four. Oh yes, 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 it's yes, yes. Lovely, well, we are seeing it on Tuesday, but it does come out Friday, so everyone will have seen it by then. Uh, we'll yeah. do a you know cat normal new flesh. We'll talk about it without spoiling it for a little bit, and then we'll probably get into spoiler territory. Um, I kind of, if I can find time this week, I'd love to rewatch the whole the whole trilogy. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll see about that. But yeah, uh, this week we're here with the best. Uh, what else was going on with your week? What's we saw? I saw, saw you on Tuesday. Have I seen you since Christmas? Tuesday. Was that Christmas? I did not I,
0: I did not record a podcast with you on Christmas. I think it was the day after. Yeah. No, it was the day before, I think. No, after. Was it?
1: We recorded on Tuesday. And Tuesday Christmas was the twenty sixth. Yeah, yeah,
0: you're right. Uh what have I done? Nothing. I've been on vacation, so I've been playing a lot of Zelda. A lot of switch. Um, pushing uh our oh I, I uh the show that I keep talking about that I promise is a thing that I'm actually working on and not just something the I cartoon say I work thing? on. Yeah, our animated series, we have put together a pretty dope pitch doc nice. and we got some feedback from some uh producers and gave us some really great notes so I, me and tim worked on rewriting some areas and then we're also, make
1: it more like clerks the animated series that was that was, was i'm getting
0: back <laughs> have you seen clerks the animated series uh <laughs> and um <sighs> so i spent a uh, spent some time working on that but mostly uh, playing nintendo switch oh my god dude i'd never done this before so on, uh, i think it was what's say sunday i think it was either uh Thursday or Friday of last week, I got up at 9. Yeah, it had to be at least Thursday or Friday because Mo was still working and she works from home. So I got up when she got got up to, to work and I sat down and played Zelda for like a, full, a work full, day. Work day. <laughs> full work day. Full work break, day. Took breaks occasionally to eat and make more coffee. I played to almost exactly 530 and I'd never done that before, and I always wanted to see what it was like to do what I think is the laziest thing possible. And now that I've done it, I could safely say I'm never doing it again. Yeah. I felt fucking terrible. <laughs> not only because it, it's Zelda, and it's like this endless game. Not like only you did, can't even win. I know, not only did I get like next to nothing done in the game, but it was just like, I was just like, I'm like my eyes are out of focus. I look at the window, and it's dark. I'm like, oh, my God. I smell terrible. I'm like, great. So I'm never doing that again, so.
1: That's awesome. But
0: this is what this week is for. Ever since, I don't know, for at least 12 years, I always take uh, between Christmas and New Year's off. I know everybody else does. But I don't really go anywhere. I did that as my week staycation. of like... Staycation. Yeah. And it's, not sta- it's not even a vacation because that implies I do anything. The <laughs> whole pro- whole idea is like I force myself to do stuff and be productive all year. I want to put together a week that's specifically for like watching movies, watching TV, just doing jack-fucking shit. And that's what I've been doing it, it's felt great. So this is, this is what... Normal people do all the time. (laughs) I gotta tell you, though, I kind of am looking forward to getting back to work. That's what I'm gonna say.
1: I've been doing the same thing. I have, I I worked Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. But besides that, I've just been off, not looking at my phone in relation to work, Uh at least, and watching stuff. And while I love it, I do love it, and it's the best. I do get so antsy at some point. I'm like, yeah. okay, I got to get back to right. doing something. But I
0: like to, I like reveling in the the antsiness and the anxiety of it just to be like... Because my mind's just like, hey, you should read that thing or you should start that book or start writing that thing. And I'm just like, no. Yeah. The ho- this is the whole point of this was to do nothing and see how it feels. And my mind is like, we don't like this.
1: Yeah, so I've been doing that. I've been watching some screeners. I watched a couple more. I think I can talk about... Uh, oh, yesterday. What? This is the... Wor- uh, I knew this was coming. So the projector I have... You know, it's a bulb system, so the bulbs go out eventually. Are they all
0: bulb systems? Well,
1: yeah, but what I'm saying is like I wasn't prepared for the bulb to break again. Oh God! So how often
0: does like, do you go through a bulb?
1: This is the second time. It, yesterday it just broke. In how long? Uh, I've had it for th- over three years. Okay, that's not bad. And fr- if you buy it from the re- like the the company that makes the projector, they yeah. charge you like. It's 180 to replace. It's, you're not just replacing the bulb. You're replacing the lamp that the bulb is in. Did they send it back? No. They send you. So what happened, it's a whole thing. Basically, last time I tried to order the lamp from them because they said, you know, only order it from us. Like, uh, if you buy any other one that's cheaper, it's not going to work. And then, so what happened was I called them and talked to them about it. And they said, oh, we're out of stock on that lamp right now. So, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And they just said, screw you. So, what I did was, I ordered a whole new projector, unscrewed it, swapped the lamps, kept the good one, sent back the bad one. And what'd you say? I just said, the lamp's broken. And then it worked.
0: Uh, But I can't do that again. I'm not doing that again.
1: So, this time, I ordered. Thank you. It's very uh, Jewy of me. I ordered. Well, th- th- well they fucked me. Not I tried really. to buy. It, it
0: wasn't like you're trying to save money. It was like like you don't have any. to have it for a while. You're like, okay, well, I need it. Yeah. You didn't. I mean, I knew Thank you got you it for, for free. Justifying
1: this, I thought you would jump on jump on my throat for this one. You thought
0: I was anti-Semitic? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck you, dude.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I thought you would be like you, motherfucker. You, no, that's actually you versus- swindled these. people No, because you're, you're like me. You're like it was a- out of necessity.
0: Yeah. I will pay full price or go like do the do the route it's supposed to do once, and the second they're just like, yeah, you're a shit out of luck. Yeah. Then, 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 my brain turns on and be like, look, I can get, I can get a free one in five <laughs> minutes. I gave you guys a chance. Fuck. I this. use
1: my like roommate's Amazon instead yeah. of mine. Oh yeah, uh, I do
0: shit like that all the time. They had the chance. Fuck them. <laughs>
1: uh, so this time I ordered. Actually, this story goes. It's but you longer. should get you should get
0: a couple more like kind of in the cut I for just, the next time. That's what
1: I did. So I ordered this cheap one on Amazon. It's 80 bucks. And uh-huh. people, the, all the reviews say, Optima told me not to buy this, but I did. And it's actually brighter and it works Whoa. better. So I got that. But that was after I already had ordered the one because it was in stock on the website. So I did pay the 200. yeah. And then immediately after doing that, this morning I wake up to text from Chase.com or Chase Bank, whatever, saying, hey, there's two fraudulent charges on your card. Are these you? And I was looking at this website, I'm like when I was ordering this thing yesterday, I'm like, this isn't a, this website's so shitty. Oh you didn't get an Amazon, no you security. got it on their site. I got it from Optima.com. <laughs> so but clearly that's what that. happened. Never do that. Never do that. Clearly yep. it's their fault. Yep. So I already canceled the order, but if they try not to, I'll be like, listen, you literally got my card frauded. So yeah. fuck
0: you. Uh so adventures in and uh, online shopping, I got I got two stories for you. One doesn't really matter. I bought something on eBay for the first time in I don't know, fifteen years. I used to buy like CDs and albums I couldn't find on eBay, and after a while sure. I was just like, "Why am I buying people's used garbage?" <laughs> so I, I, there's this uh, coffee mug that I had when I was a kid, uh, Mad Magazine one that I just because I was obsessed with Mad Magazine, obviously. If you've heard, if you've been around me for a minute, you can tell that clearly I was a Mad kid.
1: He was and, raised by that, yeah, what's I was that kid's
0: name? Alfred E. Newman. <laughs> yeah, you knew you'd know. Fucking idiot. <laughs> um, And I had a mug, I don't know how I got it, probably some comic book store when I was a kid, like begged my parents to buy me this mug. It is the classic Alfred E. Newman as Uncle Sam in the Uncle Sam poster, but he's saying instead of... I want you. He's saying, "Who needs you?" Hilarious. It's <laughs> a mug I had when I was a kid, and, and I know what my mom is like, so I'm certain that when when, when I wasn't drinking coffee or hot chocolate that much, I just bought it to, like have it, yeah, and then had it like in the cupboard or whatever. I'm sure my mom just threw it out because you got sick of looking at it.
1: Moms, right? Well, my mom's an asshole. Always throwing stuff out. No,
0: it's always just being like, I didn't pick this. So I'm, my mom has uh, uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, Obsessive compulsive disorder. So really, no, unchecked. Like, but yeah, I would think so. Like, uh, <laughs> If she ever went to a doctor, I'm sure they've been like, hey, you're kind of crazy. Anyway, so she threw it out without me knowing, kind of uh, some story about, like, I don't know what happened to it. Like, sure you don't, right? So it's found on eBay for like 20 bucks. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to buy this mug. I can finally have it, you know, whatever. I get it. It arrives broken. (laughs) But here's the thing it was in like the box that, like, the mad box that it came in. Yeah. But the person put like, it was from a store, not a person that probably like deals in like antiques or whatever. I see. And they just shoved it in. like it a little like bu- little bubble. Okay. It was barely in there. like in like a corner. And they put it in one of those bags and it sent it through the mail.
1: <laughs> like USPS'd it? Yeah. Uh. I'm
0: like, oh, of course this is going to break. So <laughs> already I'm like, god damn, but I can't get the mug brand new. So that's just like really – I'm like, well, well I, I want my money back and then I'm not going to get, a, I'm not gonna get <laughs> it again. You're out on the mug. Yeah, so I have to find it someplace else. And then also
1: – Do you have photographic evidence of the broken mug? I had to
0: put it on their eBay, yeah. So <laughs> for those of you who have a Roku – and want to rent really cheap movies I have figured out something I've not done this yet But my homie uh, Tim Racine told me about this So you have a Roku?
1: I don't I have an okay. Amazon Fire Stick Roku has this really n-
0: annoying thing That maybe you can get on other, other services But they certainly push on Roku It's called Voodoo. Vudu, V-U-D-U
1: I'm familiar it's like, a, it's like a Google Play sort of store, right?
0: Yes, yeah, their own thing They have something that's completely pointless Yes, yeah, It's their own store I'm sure they have you a
1: rent d- movies on it Yes You pay money to Correct Vudu. Yes. yes,
0: and also you can stream movies on uh, Google Play right and other other services Amazon, if you have it. and to stream a movie to rent it is usually like at least 299 sometimes it's more, right? Right Voodoo has this thing that if you already have a movie and you scan the barcode of the movie for 199, you can add it to your Voodoo digital library. So of, you have it Yeah, if digital you have copy. it and you're paying them $1.99 or, or, or two dollars even to add it to your online uh, collection or whatever, right? Sure. So what my buddy pointed out is, if you want to rent a movie, you can go online oh. to a place called Barcode Spider, I think is what it is, and it has all high-res <laughs> high barcodes <laughs> of everything. You find a movie you want to rent, and then you just look it up, and then you go to Vudu, and you say, oh. I own, here's a movie I own. Two S- bucks, please. You scan it, and they'll be like, yeah, add it to your library for $2, and then you have the high-res copy. You own it now for $2 on Vudu.
1: Although we're just like, this podcast today is just us like admitting to like possible crimes, fraud. <laughs> yeah, and like we're blasting it out there, telling people to do it. Come and get me. Yeah, G- yeah. I don't think that. Hey, it's killer. It's killer. Be killed out here. To, that's right. This. I got
0: no problem taking uh, food out of the mouths of Amazon and Google.
1: <laughs> so I get it. So instead of renting a movie for three bucks, if you go to you just tell this program you spider, you
0: own it, and when they ask you to share, uh, the and then you
1: do own it, which is cool. Yeah, too.
0: for two dollars. Especially you can buy a movie for two streaming movie for two dollars. If you go to barcode spider, I think it's called.
1: Wow, I can't wait uh until v- Voodoo's gonna clearly stop doing this quickly. Once they realize what it's I, I mean, how really long is Voodoo gonna be in business? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I don't know And what like the they fuck give like is. they give a shit. Like they didn't get
0: any money for the uh for the DVD. You're just telling them, yeah, I own this and I want your digital version for two. You're still paying them the two dollars, but it's cheaper than renting it for two ninety nine. Wow. Boo yeah. This is the best podcast. People, I know.
1: People get all the good information. Holy shit.
0: Speaking of which uh, want to throw this out there. We could talk about New Year's resolutions for the pod if we uh, have any. Uh, I Every I six months. No, it's fine. Every six months now, something calls my attention to Anchor. We've talked about Anchor. I know it's stupid. You probably all listen to me like, what's Anchor? Anchor was originally sold to everyone as the audio Twitter. It's not. It is, but it is a sound sharing, podcast sharing, music sharing And it's claimed to fame as an app on your phone and you basically speak into it like you're talking on the phone and put it on your account. And it also makes it like you have little bite-sized info and you have your own feed and you can subscribe to other people's. I was looking at the interface the other day and it has a really good interface for not only sharing audio bits, but also like people commenting on them and stuff and like sharing on your platforms. I don't know. Is it something we should start using? Are people out there, I guess what I'm asking is, are you listening, wondering, I wish you could have little bite-sized pieces of this podcast to share or just listen to or there's other options we could put other material on there that people could comment on. We can have an account that you or I could log into and just leave like voice messages almost and people can also leave them for it. Is this a thing that people want? I don't know. Is anyone using Anchor or has good examples of people using Anchor to add that more is, stuff?
1: That is the exact question I want to know. How many of you, please, 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 uh, tweet at us if you use Anchor? I want to know if there's anybody who does is there
0: an anchor a thing I mean, there's people on it and i get it is it spelled
1: correctly just like anchor?
0: A-N-C-H-O-R, Yeah. if you look okay. at anchor audio app also a while ago i did those bits where i'd watch movies and get stoned and just like leave voice memos and play it on here this thing is like built for that because you record it like you record a voice memo on your phone yeah. but instead it just uploads to your account it's like it's ridiculous so uh, yeah i don't know if if it has like crossover appeal maybe if we started putting other like easier like with supplemental material on there People even give a shit Who gives a shit right Yeah I
1: don't know That's what I'm asking It's a Year's resolution Who yeah. gives a shit Yeah Let's so Let's find
0: out I don't know Or if there's any other things That you guys have seen out there That you're like You guys should do this I don't know what it is Maybe we should look into Again seriously Trying to find a podcast network To kind of like lighten the load Or maybe yeah, we should and get some be, more listeners If there's another um, platform you think we should be on That you like Anything podcast related Feral
1: audio just, just uh, blew up why? Uh, their creator is one of the one of the sexual assaulter guys. Who? Uh, Dustin. Whatever his name. No is. Dustin. way, Dustin Martin. Yeah,
0: that guy. He he was like yeah. that main Harmontown guy. Yeah. Whoa! What did he do?
1: He just was accused of being a, a abusive sexual assault type. Whoa. Dude. Uh, Dustin also worked at Earwolf. He yeah. Ended, uh, he left Earwolf to start Feral yeah. So now all the podcasts Towns on, on there. Um, what else is on there's there? There's a new one start. Basically, there's like a, a new network is taking its place, being like all the podcasts that you love there are now gonna go over there. I forget what it's called. That's yeah, crazy. I about D- Dustin, I don't know if Martin's correct. Is that right? Dustin Marshall maybe. Marshall's correct.
0: Sorry yes. to Dustin Martin.
1: Yeah, we, again, we're just slandering people. Okay, so
0: real quick, we don't know if this is true. He's been accused, and therefore... What does it say? Wait, scroll up to the headline. We're looking on... So it's on Vulture. Podcast Network Feral Audio being shut
1: down by founder
0: filing abuse claims against him. Ooh.
1: Yeah, I read it, and it, was, it, it wasn't it. was like he raped anybody or anything. It well, was that's like, good. It was like emotional abuse of a girlfriend of his, and she wrote this very long post about it, and it was brutal. Um, and people yeah, are bouncing. It's all... It's all crazy. That is crazy. So Dustin Marshall says he is wrapping production of the network in order to get mental health treatment to feral audio artists. After six years, I can no longer have the pressure of running a company, continue this lifestyle, and be mentally healthy.
0: Yeah, uh, I could see that. Uh, No, I'm not uh, condoning his actions, but it seems like to run a podcast network right now is like running an independent film company in like the early 90s. It seems like an insane amount of work for very little payoff. I mean, how much money could you be making on ads? I mean, Earwolf had... First of all, they were like first to market with a lot of stuff. Second of all, they have T V shows. And third of all, they did like they, they like did like a lot of like brand deals and shit like that. But you don't really get that from a lot of podcast networks. I'm not condoning this guy's uh, behavior, but if he's like fuck, I need to stop He wrote it- a
1: very long post in the headline, it's being an abuser <laughs> and mental health. He just openly admits to everything, you know, agrees with the woman or whatever. Which, uh, commendable I guess. If in the situation uh, yeah. I don't know Uh All I know is I had heard rumors About this dude When I was at Earwolf Really? Yeah I mean people, No one liked him I mean, that's He yeah, was kind of like pushed out it he,
0: seems. he seems like He seemed like a real Dickhead on, on the podcast I Yeah to he, was,
1: used to, he used to be An engineer on like The Bang Bang And stuff like
0: that Well it's really funny About that There's a podcast On uh, Feral That I don't listen to Anymore just because It's complete nonsense It was called Skull Juice With Dino Stamatopoulos And, and uh, Andy uh, Dick So I mean, Andy oh, Dick's God. crazy anyway But Another sexual abuser But Dino Stamatopoulos Is re- Is famously abusive to everyone, but not sexually, surprisingly enough, but just the kind of guy, kind of guy who just, like, has, like, a real explosive anger issues, but, like, owns it, you know? And he would always... So the the, the podcast became, like, so self-referential because those, those two just known each other for 40 years, and they just, like, talk and talk and talk. And Dino would be on the pod and because Dustin was, like, the main engineer and also, like, close to those two guys as far as working, he would cuss out and scream Dustin nonstop. He's, like... Like uh, Dino Stamatopoulos is the type of like guy that not like, as a bit. Like well, just he okay. owns up to it because well, Dino Stamatopoulos is also open with the fact he's really big into S and M. He, he's the one who gets abused. Like, Interesting. What do, you, what do you call that when you're the one who gets the abused? Sub. No, but like to it's, a dog. it's sadomasochism, right? Sure. You're sadist. You like hurting people. If you're masochist. You like being hurt. Right. Right. So he's a masochist. Right. So he pays people basically to kick him in the balls and put cigarettes out on his dick and stuff. He talks about it on his WTF. Anyway, so I crazy. I, th- I think. To balance that, his personality in real life is to be insanely mean and scream at everybody all the time. He's openly just like I scream at everyone. Like if you if anyone's worked for him, he's just been like, and no matter what you do, it's just, he's just like he's like the Steve jo- like a Steve Jobs being like, you're a fucking idiot, you fucking moron, what the fuck, why isn't this done, you piece of shit, like to fucking everybody. Right. And he'd do it on the pod. He would talk about, like, he'd bring Dustin on He'd be like, listen to these voice messages, these text he's sending. He'd be like, you dumb piece of shit when recorded. I'm going to fucking kill you. You're worthless. Kill yourself. Like, that kind of thing. But now that you find out Dustin's an asshole, you're like, nah, eh, good. <laughs> anyway, real uh, toxic environment over there, feral audio. Yeah. <laughs> Heads so up on that.
1: I forget where the podcast is moving, but they're all moving. Like, everyone put out statements. Like, you know, the, yeah. the Sklar brothers moved over there and now they have to move again.
0: <laughs> yeah. They'll have no problem getting picked up by someone else. No, they're fine. Yeah. How about this? we cut, yeah. here's here's our deal listeners we love doing this podcast it's gonna have to change when i move to los angeles but i think we have, we'll have no problem keeping it going in some regard we got to look up how to do yeah to do that.
1: i emailed yeah we'll figure it we'll out. figure it out but
0: there are plenty of podcasts do it i don't think it's that big of a deal it's not but we got to figure out uh we'll lose
1: some of the in-person rapport
0: no yeah, i'm not too worried about that <laughs> um there's stuff that i would like to do more of but i have no idea what to do like yeah. what I don't know. Like, do people want more stuff? Do people want like oh, bonus content? They want more interviews, less interviews, longer, shorter, more episodes. I, I genuinely have no idea what to My do. My New Year's resolution. What do you got?
1: Is to pitch more to Yahoo Movies because. What do you mean? The thing I just wrote that I just was like, hey, I'll write this list for you guys if you yeah. want, if you want it. They're like, okay. 1.2 million clicks.
0: Damn, dude. Way to go. I know. So, so you want to pitch more I feel more like stuff. an idiot because yeah. I didn't even
1: put the fucking podcast link on this one. It's so all good. I, ju- I just did. Yeah. No. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's 1.2 million people, man. Fuck. Dude, you uh, should. You should you but should, I should pitch podcast-centric stuff. Be like, yep. hey, I have this podcast. You have this huge platform. Why don't you let me interview instead of they have their people? They're junk at people. Be like, hey, like for the horror stuff that you wouldn't cover anyway. Like would yes, you, and you like, can
0: you can double it, you'll do it for Yahoo and for us?
1: Yeah. Like ideally I would Perfect do the idea. interview on the on, on this. Yeah. And then transcribe it for the website. That's a great idea. But yeah.
0: then with that would that give you uh cause then to when you reach out to people like, Hey, I'd like to interview for Yahoo News.
1: Exactly. That's what I want to know. That's what I want to ask if they're comfortable with. Hey, would I be able to say Good idea? I'm doing interviews for you guys if I yeah well I just don't I don't know him well enough yet I don't even I've never met the guy he's right. the guy who assigns the stuff is in LA and okay. I know one guy enough I'll hit that. him up when I'm out there yeah 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 Marcus why Eris, don't why don't Marcus we have him on Yahoo? the podcast yeah I don't know his deal at all we should uh figure this out perfect but that's my resolution I guess is to do more movie related you gotta grow this podcast I feel like to tie I, it to this. If the I numbers
0: care. are fine but like I feel like we could grow it a lot more yeah, it's well, just wait, most, wait, most people don't know about it Yeah, of a course lot of yeah. Pretty <laughs> The, much the majority of yeah. society doesn't know but about it But I think it. also it's uh, it's like To be honest, we've done nothing to grow it and I can't, Oh no And I can't stand Twitter I'm on it and I get a look And people like Twitter doesn't grow stuff. anything though. Like, and no, exactly. one, no one gets bigger. So besides just sharing On Twitter and Facebook No one's paying attention to it
1: Yeah Nothing. and we haven't spent We haven't done the ad spend I'm sure if we spent A little money on advertising mm-hmm. We'd get a lot more listeners yeah. but like, I haven't, We haven't done anything
0: And try and like uh, Get other people on podcasts To come on here There's uh, there's stuff that we the, could do that We haven't the, done the,
1: the, Us being on the Consequence of Sound podcast Was yeah. good for us Welcome to the Losers Club, listeners. Yo, Enjoy. shout out to Losers Club. You guys good are the show. best. You listen to good podcast. There you go. All
0: right, so we got to figure some shit out Before we do that, we're going to talk about some horror news. I have one uh, uh, thing that I've watched, but let's get to the uh, let's get to the best of uh, relatively quick. How many how many do you have? Not much, and they're quick. Okay, so uh, let me do the uh, bits and pieces. Sure. The last bits and pieces. With a cat on your lap. Say, With a cat on my lap, 2017, say goodbye, <laughs> bits and pieces.
1: The cat ran away immediately as Joe started saying so I don't know why. I don't, I don't see how to
0: correlate it. By the way, Edibles kicked in yet, buddy? Oh,
1: I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, right at the half hour mark. Perfect. Just nailed it. Um, so, Alien Covenant. Yeah. Disappointing at the box office. Joe still hasn't fucking watched it, even though I offered to give him a free DVD of it because I bought the Blu-ray combo pack.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Joe still hasn't watched it. Uh, Ridley Scott recently, in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, you know, I think he was asked, like, "Hey, is that next one you're, you were talking about making? The next Alien movie still happening despite yeah. the box office?" Yeah. And he was like, "Uh, yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> of course we are." So now you can't
0: legally hold them to that.
1: This guy, now literally. Uh, Grain-o-salt, because this is coming from a fucking forum post, but a guy who says he he worked in the production of of Covenant says that the movie is shelved, which makes total sense, so I'm inclined to believe him. He said... The sequel to Covenant was originally due to start production this month in Sydney. After the box office results, filming was canceled and a warehouse storage unit full of stuff was auctioned off a few months ago. Ooh. So the original plan of pumping out another one quickly has definitely changed with no immediate plans for anything. That makes more sense than really Scott just saying in the midst of a press tour. Uh, yeah, we're going to do another one for sure. I have this great idea. I, I believe he has a great idea and that he wants to do. He's making his Prometheus franchise right now. People, you know. Yeah. What's th- up with that? He, uh, you don't like the direction that it's going? Cause I mean, it's not. It's decidedly not an alien. They're not. Yeah. They're not alien horror movies anymore. I
0: don't care about this. Or uh, he, he turned. This is why I want you to see. Covenant. He t- he turned his alien franchise into his argument for evolution, basically, in some weird way.
1: Yeah. No. It's all about. But I don't the care. Sh- the creation of of mankind, sort of, in a, in weird ways. Um. That's why I want you to see Alien Covenant because. It's to me. I've said it before. It just seems like Ridley Scott was making Prometheus 2 and told the studio, "Fine, I will put Alien in the title, and I'll give it like a kind of mm. like a. There'll be like 30 minutes of an Alien horror movie within it, uh-huh. but it's mostly my Prometheus sequel. Um, and I that's why I think it's so interesting. And you should fucking watch it. Take fine, it, take, I'll it, watch with it. All take right. it with me today. Take it home with you today.
0: I, I get a uh, DVD version. You, you get have a d- DVD. Fine. You can keep it.
1: You can uh-huh. use it as a coaster if you don't like it. Um, <laughs> I just might. <laughs> It's it's interesting. I'm dying to watch it again. I'm probably gonna watch it again tonight or tomorrow. Um, but I I don't know how I feel about the next one being shelved. Alien Awakening was gonna be the title. Uh, he's when you see it, we'll talk about it more because okay. he's clearly going for something and like there's more to it. So it's not Alien. but is it something, that not I'm, yeah, is like, this something I'm interested in? It's Prometheus. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk more about that when Joe sees it. Fine. Um, the next Texas Chainsaw Film, which of course is going to happen at some point.
0: Oh wait, leather, the the Leatherface reboot didn't uh, didn't do <laughs> it. <laughs> the
1: headline is we'll likely have to reboot once again. Yeah. <laughs> so Curtis, uh, Krista Campbell, who runs Campbell Grobman Films slash Millennial, which is what put out Leatherface, and I guess Texas, Ch- uh, maybe the earl- other remakes. Uh, she said, "I love this film." Th- speaking of Leatherface, I love this film, and I'm very proud. <laughs> which is funny. Of of Leatherface. Yes.
0: Unbelievable. <laughs>
1: Uh, unfortunately, because of the time it took to release it, we lost the rights. No, oh. so they're not going to make another one. No, it's so I'm interested to see who picks it up and what they do. You know what would be the best solution? What's that for Blumhouse to get it? Do you think they will? Uh, I don't see why Blumhouse wouldn't gun for every single major horror franchise that's available. Well, I mean, if like, the like they, could,
0: they could they could spread themselves a little thin.
1: I mean, if they continue with the quality they've been doing, like yeah. Like, if the Halloween reboot ends up being awesome, like, people are going to, yeah, people would, why wouldn't they? You know? I guess it's like cornering the market to a monopolizing degree. Is that what you like? Well, I just
0: feel, I just feel like, uh, I mean, you can only make so many good movies in a certain span, but there's no limit to how much they can, like, buy up. And I think that's kind of like, not to say they couldn't do a great job of it, but what if they did, if they got, uh, Texas Chainsaw. They flew too close to the sun. And Friday the 13th and yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street and all the other ones. Now they have Halloween. And then it's there's like,
1: like, the, like the Pixar movies all have a certain formula. Maybe these all movies start having a yeah, certain formula. Yeah, I mean, you, they,
0: it's it's a no-brainer. Like, they're not United or they're not uh, whatever fucking you know, Columbia Pictures. Like, they're not...
1: United artists. They're
0: not They're not so big that they can have, you know, multi-franchise. It's still like, I don't know. I would love to see them grow and continue to be doing good stuff. But, I mean... I think the way you can take to grow, on too much too fast.
1: I think the way for them to grow is to do what they're doing. And I think Halloween is a big – I think it's a big test for them. If it does well, I'm sure Jason will be like, yes, if the rights are up for Hellraiser, let's get them. If the rights are up for Leatherface, let's get yeah, them. Yeah, but if they do that,
0: I would hope that they would do one every year.
1: Sure. And then I also hope that they would do what they're doing with ha- with Halloween if it ends up being a success, mm-hmm. which is to give it to not just like a stock like what Michael Bay does and takes like the nispels yeah. off of – the music video beat and oh, some yeah. direct horror, and instead they go, yeah, this guy who's established in the scene or in Hollywood in general, you know, Danny McBride and David Gordon Green, they want to do this ho- horror movie, and like we have the the rights, let's so give it of. to like creative story give it tellers, to creative yeah. people. Okay. So if that ends up being their modus operandi and like this movie hits, yeah, I think there's no limit to it. And okay, that, that's just me hypothesizing out of nothing. No one's ever, no one's talked about. It. Someone should write about this. Maybe I'll do it. There you go. That's my first Yahoo movies piece talking about Blumhouse in the future. So That's anyway. great. And
0: why don't you uh, put our uh, pod in there? Uh. <laughs> yeah. That's talked about my po- He's like linked the podcast. And My challenge to you is a link to our podcast in every paragraph of that story.
1: Just like highlight words that link as to As sa-
0: As said in this. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um. Oh, I should have shared this when I was talking about Alien. What? But our friend, director of Chappie. Oh God. Neil Blomkamp. Dude, man. That, we- guy, that
0: guy wants blood. Yeah. <laughs> Some of Chappie uh, fan fiction and he's, he's after me. <laughs> is that right? Oh yeah.
1: Um, my cat looks so cute on the back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so before Ridley Scott got Covenant, uh, Alien Covenant, remember that Fox had said they were going to let Neil Blomkamp do his version? Because yeah. all he basically was doing was putting up his uh, his concept art on Instagram. They're yeah. like, okay, people seem interested. Let's just do it.
0: And then they were, they were like, we can't do uh, two... Uh.
1: Two alien movies. But well, the And same, then Ridley Scott came in, and was like, "And eh, no, I'll take that." And then did it. And then Blancombs died. Yeah. So Blancomp is back on Instagram posting more concept art. He's saying, he seems to be telling them like, "Hey, look at what you passed up on." It's just like dumb little, like, "Oh, cool." Uh, yeah. Whatever. I mean, cool. I'm, Anyone could have done that. Yeah. I don't, I don't care
0: know. about his concept like drawings for a movie that never make, got made. Right. Yeah.
1: So well, he, I think he's doing it now because you know Disney just bought. Uh, yeah. Fox. Fox. So he's. Do they're gonna try and make maybe more? Maybe he's thinking it's uh, just a new new regime. Maybe they'll let him do it. But I don't know, man. I don't know how they're gonna run things. But it's just you have to think about Disney. You know, Disney's never made R rated movies. Now they're gonna have to be in the. Is that right? But Disney owns other. I'm sure they own other subsidiaries. Yeah. I guess. But like, yeah. So like, I, I just want to know how independent Fox will end up being. Because i mean, they're not gonna not make alien movies anymore. Of course they are. It's a valuable. It's actually not as valuable. It's not as valuable as it once was because of. Where it went, but um, I don't know. I wonder if they'll they'll do it. I, I bet I'm gonna predict Disney's first alien movie, mm. the Disney Fox alien movie, will involve Sigourney Weaver.
0: <sighs> so what?
1: i just that's so my prediction. So what? It seems like like exactly their M O.
0: Yeah, bring some old fogey from the original one, so you can yeah, be like, wow, the, look, the who's Star back. Wars. Because because I think that that translates to fans that it must be pretty good because the original people came back. That's bullshit. Hey, uh, real quick. Here's a uh, hilarious post that I uh, put on Facebook uh, years ago that I'm gonna delete. Okay. Oh, just, just, uh, just a taste of all the things I'm trying to delete and get out of my life. <clears throat> I like my breakfast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like my breakfast spots like I like my porno, packed with old people.
1: D- delete. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's, just, that's a weird one. Yeah. Hilarious, right? Yeah. No, that was obnoxious and terrible. Thank you. And, um. Yeah. Uh, the trailer for Mom and Dad. What's up with that? Starring Nick Cage and Selma Blair. Yeah. Directed by uh, Brian Taylor of, of Neville Dean Taylor. Oh. Our friend Neville Dean. Um, it's coming to theaters, well, a few theaters, and VOD on January 19th. And the trailer's out. So what's, the,
0: what's the gist of this one?
1: Um... Uh, it's a high concept film About a teenage girl And her little brother Who must survive A wild 24 hours During which a mass hysteria Of unknown origins Causes parents To turn violently On their own kids Oh awesome That's a great premise That is pretty good That's a great premise I like the
0: whole thing Like we don't know exactly why But for some reason Parents want to kill Their children Like, And <laughs> what's funny about that Is anyone who is Either a parent
1: or a child Is like, I like yeah I, I get Yeah it. I get it Yeah <laughs> uh-huh. So I haven't watched The trailer yet Because who needs trailers I'm sold I will watch this movie In two weeks And we'll talk about it Alright yeah um, Flanagan Fl- Flanagan is talking about Doing more Stephen King He was in Dr. It. Sleep Yeah That's the that's the news I he hear that book is real bad Yeah I have it I don't remember reading it I don't think I did <laughs> oh. uh, There are so many That he'd like to adapt But the ones that I want to do the most Are Dr. Sleep And Lizzie's story I don't remember Lizzie's story In both story. cases It's because I identify With the protagonist so much Lizzie's story Or Lisey's story I don't know yeah. Is a stunning piece of work A beautiful exploration of marriage And who wouldn't want to venture back Into the world of Danny Torrance In regard to Doctor Sleep. Wait, is Lizzie's story uh, another uh, Shining I thing? I don't know. Do I don't
0: know. It, uh, maybe it's a, one of his short stories. Yo, uh, remember when uh, Cell came out and we never saw it because Cell is. W- I
1: tried to watch. I couldn't
0: finish. it. Yeah, it was one of the worst books I ever read. Um, I try. I, I was like, maybe I'll uh, rent it or whatever. And I started watching the trailer before I on, on Google before I started uh, renting it. Yeah. I couldn't finish the trailer. Wow. I was like, this fucking sucks. So, wow. say so, hey, Stephen King. He's made, some of, he's made some of the best stuff Some of the best books Some of the best movies The guy can't hit a home run every time okay. He writes like four books a year Some of them can be stinkers He's like the Lou Reed of uh, of, of lit His uh, his hits His few hits completely outweigh The abundance of misses
1: That's fair Thank you I um, try to be fair And then I have a quick list here Of movies in 2018 to look forward to What do we got? T- and I
0: will tell you If, I'm, if it's actually going to be good Well or
1: Insidious right. 4
0: Definitely going to be good
1: uh, the mom and dad we just talked about. It's gonna be wild. Annihilation. The what's that? Alex Garland, the guy who did Ex Machina. It's this new alien-looking movie. Hell yeah! It looks awesome. Oh, there's a trailer? Yes. Oh, trailer. can't wait. The Strangers too? No. That's March 9th, by the way. No thanks. Uh, The Endless. No,
0: scroll up. You, yeah, what's The Endless?
1: Uh, The Endless. Uh, I think I've seen this trailer. The end- I don't know. As it's they're just described as a mind fuck I want to know what this says. Oh Hold God. On. Talk for a second.
0: Hey guys, what's going on? Joe Avella here, the New Flesh podcast. <laughs> uh, just reminding you that we got other great episodes that you can dip in the archives on iTunes. Uh, oh, we already saw. Got it. Okay.
1: Two brothers return to the cult they fled from years ago. Discover that the group's beliefs may be more sane than they once thought. Whoa,
0: that sounds pretty good. That sounds really good. Who's who's on that team? Did you see any directors or writers? You just closed it. Oh, song. what? If, I feel like the we-
1: director of Spring and resolution yes that's right spring that's was it. pretty good i like which spring one's resolution
0: resolution is the one where they uh they they take the the that friend doesn't sound t- familiar to me no they take the friend to um is resolution the one where they like they do a um what do you call when you force someone to sober up
1: yep ties his, ties up his best friend in a remote cam and to get him sober i never saw that was it good
0: i don't know if i saw it either but i mean to watch it I we think should watch i think it's on the, shutter i have to write that down oh yeah resolution and does. spring is really good
1: yeah uh Revenge What is this it's a French horror movie
0: uh, We know how those go Just a bunch of killing And then a sad
1: ending <laughs> When Richard's friends Show up early For their annual hunting trip They catch him With his mistress Oh! The encounter escalates Into a twisted tale Of rape revenge
0: Can't wait to skip it, if it's uh, from France, <laughs> if it's from France, it's only going to be a bummer. I love it. It's only it, man. I mean, people doing horrible things. The French love to do stories about people being absolutely horrible because there's such a uh, cla- such a class heavy uh, affluent bunch of people. They love reveling in the look. This this these people are actually monsters. Anyway,
1: next. Next, uh oh, slice. What's that? It's an A twenty four movie. Okay. Uh, Starring Chance the Rapper. Oh, really? Yeah, and it follows a pizza delivery driver murdered on the job who then searches for someone to blame. I don't know if it's like a Supernaturally thing. It's directed by that guy Austin Vesely. He shoots all his videos. Yeah, that guy. So they made a movie for cheap and with A24. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested, but I'm not a huge fan of that dude just from his Twitter presence. Who, Chance? No, Austin. Chance is great. I'm excited. About that part of it. Uh, The New Mutants, that uh, X-Men horror movie. No. (laughs) Okay. That comes out April 13th. Skip. Oh, by the way, Slice is early 2018, no date. Revenge early 2018, no date. And Endless early 2018, no date. Uh The Nun.
0: Yes. Oh, God, Conjuring
1: franchise. Oh, God, That's out in July. July 13th. Can't wait. Ooh. Robert Rodriguez is the Predator. So he's got another one. Excuse me. Oh my bad, Shane, Shane Black's. The yeah, this is gonna be great. That's why it's. Exciting. Who's in
0: that? Who's is that? The cast right there?
1: Um, Key, uh huh, Keegan Michael Key, Jacob Tremblay, the mm-hmm. kid from Room. Uh, who else is in this picture? Sh- Shane Black rules.
0: Shane Black does rule. I'm sure he's an insane douchebag in real life, but that guy. I mean, does this does this take place on Christmas? I bet it does.
1: I don't think there's any much detail. He loves action movies. Every on Christmas. Movie's on Christmas.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he wrote the uh, the other guys.
1: Uh, no the good guys no, yeah. What's the one with The, the nice w- guys The nice guys Wrote and
0: God damn That movie's so good I know That movie's on, like so fucking good I think good. it's on HBO Go right now It's so good
1: hasn't seen it yet What do you got uh, The Meg The movie where Jason Statham Fights a giant Megalodon shark uh. It's gonna be an IMAX I think August 10th uh. The Predator's August 3rd uh-huh. Uh August, god damn, eight months. The Little Stranger, I don't know what that is. No. Post-World War II set Gothic ghost story will follow a country doctor whose new patient is dealing something far more ominous yeah. in their crumbling hundreds hall.
0: Hey, Gothic is code for boring.
1: A House with the Clock in its Walls, September 21st. That's the Eli Roth movie. <laughs> I mean. Starring Cate Blanchett, Kyle MacLachlan, and Jack Black. Of course
0: it's bad. It's Eli Roth. He's already proven that he can't do shit with Keanu Reeves. It's going to be terrible. Of the story revolves
1: it. around a ten year old who goes to live with his uncle in a creaky old house with a ticking heart. Halloween.
0: When's that come out? Halloween?
1: October nineteenth. Wow. Anna and the Apocalypse. Christmas set Scottish high school zombie musical.
0: Oh god.
1: Doesn't have a release date, but they're excited about it. And then I wrote down some other ones that are on the list. You know what's fucked up? What? The new you know how the Cloverfield they did they attend Cloverfield Lane? Yeah. Like there's like a they Cloverfield franchise of like movies that are going to be stealthily released. That movie's release date is five weeks from now. Wow. And no one knows a thing. Yeah, they're supposed to... There hasn't uh, been a trailer they did, that, they did it last time. Didn't I know, they, but didn't like... Didn't they drop it like the trailer I think a month before? it was before? January to March. Good. So I guess that makes sense that it would be about now. So maybe you'll start seeing something about God Particle. Uh, That's what it's called? W- yeah. Uh, Winchester. It's a movie... I think it stars Helen Mirren. I keep seeing the trailer for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's what about it? A, one of the oldest haunted houses. I think it's like a true story. Let's Oh, say. cool. Um... Eccentric firearm heiress Believes she is haunted By the souls of people Killed by the Winchester Repeating rifle That is awesome actually I didn't realize That was the premise Okay So she's a She owns Winchester guns She lives in this giant mansion And it's apparently haunted By the people That are killed by the gun That rules Alright Alright um, And all her right. Doesn't do bad movies You know Yeah she's good And then a quiet place That one I described Where I saw a trailer Where everyone in the it trailer cl- It was quiet Like yeah, there, no, there was one, no sound Yeah Yeah. There's no sound What they is the all, gist
0: of that Someone's uh, death Is that why no. Oh, they, so can't, they can't make noise. You,
1: the trailer makes you think it's deaf, the girl's deaf, but then it's like, oh, no, they're just hiding or something. Oh, my God, John Krasinski directed that. The
0: John Krasinski? The, the one uh, who stars in it,
1: yes, from The, the office. office. Wow. A Family Lives in Isolated Did Existence. Did he write it, too? No, Directed huh. by Scott Beck. I don't know who that is. Huh. A Family Lives in Isolated Existence in Utter Silence for fear of an unknown threat that follows and attacks at any sound. The trailer was pretty good, and I'm pretty sure he's never directed anything. Uh, directed no, we directed brief interviews with hideous men, which was terrible. Yeah, whatever. A really bad adaptation. Of, hey, let him like, get it out of his talk. He's directed a couple things, uh, but not nothing non-genre. Like this looks like you know it's a horror movie.
0: Hell oh, yeah, I love that the comedians are uh, are branching out into horror.
1: Yeah, and then Suspiria, the Luca Guadagnino remake. I mean, get real. With the Tom York score, directed by the director of my favorite movie of the year, Calling by Your Name. I'm kind of excited, but it's probably gonna be bad. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. Okay. Um, Time for What Did You Watch? Okay. What, what did you, you watch? Uh, uh, the
0: only thing that I really watched this week was the new season of Black Mirror. Oh, yeah. And it is so goddamn good. I think yeah. I think it was better than last season as far as every episode I thought was.
1: You watched all of it already?
0: Save for one, every episode was at least pretty good with three in there that were incredible. It was just...
1: I watched the d- first one, yeah. USS Callister. So and good. It may be the best episode of the show. Mm, I mean...
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I it's think really some, fucking some other ones were in there. Yeah, that Should was. We,
1: I don't want to. You can't really talk about Black Mirror without ruining the episode. Yeah, that's
0: true. Uh, I would say that this season. I I, I feel like. I feel I'd like, say
1: USS. I'll just not re, USS Callister kind of deals with like playing God. Yes. In, online sp- in a weird way. But I would also say, let me pull up it's, the seasons here. I like the first one. I like that. One, i must say I liked Callister because the technology part wasn't mm-hmm. the like crucial story element. You know, it was like this is the technology that allows him to have a God complex. Like I didn't think yeah. it was like the tech was the highlight, which is why I thought it was really good. Right, 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 right. As I opposed th- to like, this is a phone that kills you. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it,
0: almost every single one, let's see, USS Callister and, and ha- then Hang the DJ it. and Metal. A lot of them, if one of these had like, if there's one central theme throughout this season. It's dealt with the idea of your consciousness and, and if it can be duplicated and what the ramifications are of that, you know, in, in, sure. in various in various scenarios you'd in throughout this season, we kept seeing people getting somewhat their consciousness split off for themselves, not leave their body, but put in machines or use machines to kind of whatever, do what, whatever the, the point of the uh, the episode was. And, like, the ramifications of basically, like, what if you could clone a person just like how they are and put them in a game for your control? And what is that like for them? And what if there was this dating app that was so incredibly effective and the reason it was effective is because it used, like, it invented a simulation that was, like, based so perfectly on who you are. But what are the ramifications of that? It, it's just, I think that, uh, there, it felt like there's more unified themes throughout every episode. Which I really liked. There's one the the metal head one, the post apocalyptic okay, one, I the black and white one, one too. I thought it was the best one of the whole. That whole is series. directed
1: by David Slade, yeah. Who did Hard Candy, yep. Thirty Days of Night, and more recently, uh, he directed all my favorite Hannibal episodes. He's, yeah. a, he's a great director.
0: See see, whenever Black It's gorgeous. I know. Metalhead. Black Mirror usually meditates on the, the eventual pitfalls and the ethical questions that technology is introducing to us, which is great, and, you know, you get mixed results, although I thought this season was better than last season as far as, like, consistency. But the the, the metalhead one well, I like, the most, because it's just a straight-up, like, uh, dealing with the fallout of, like, horrible technology you know what i mean there, that, there's, no, there's nothing ethical about it was just being like here in the future where the machines have pretty much defeated the human race and we're struggling to survive I, that, that to me is it just was like, really yeah, really really cool it was intense the more i think about yeah, it yeah.
1: um the i want to talk about the reveal at the end like what was in the box okay like, do you want to i kind of we do. can do it. so spoiler alert for metalhead here
0: we're spoiling metalhead, and if you haven't seen it see it it's fucking excellent. so
1: the whole time i was kind of take the only reason i thought it was like I, now I think about it I think I'm going to like it again When I watch it a second time Yeah But I was waiting for motivation Like I didn't under, I didn't really understand Why I should yeah. care for so her So it says
0: that these three people Are, are on what looks like a Wasteland it's like America, it's like somewhere. Mad Max-y, yeah, yeah. They're the driving a shitty car. They look like squatters, and they're going to a warehouse to get something specific. And when they get to the warehouse, they're really sneaking around. Like they're really scared of something. They don't know what it is. The, the whole idea of getting out of the car of doing, they're just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. We need to. Like, like it's going to take five minutes. And, and so it's like, like some big heist you think is about yeah. to happen. Yeah. So they go in this warehouse and they see like a box, specific box they wanting on a specific shelf. And as they're getting it, we see these uh, the small machine that they will refer to as dogs pops out. It looks like this stealthy four-legged robot thing. Have you ever like seen
1: those Boston Dynamic videos with the robots that they make? That yeah, are, yeah. The ones exactly that you can't, they can't, like, push over. It's, it's exactly like, what they look mini
0: like. mini versions of that. And you see it, and right away it starts attacking them. It shoots one. It kills another the guy. It, the thing yeah.
1: is, that I thought was really cool is it like, does this, like, shrapnel bomb where it shoots it up and it just explodes around like a shotgun yeah. blast. It shoots shrapnel and everywhere. it gets shrapnel everywhere. But that shrapnel is like a tracking device. That's
0: right. So, like, if you get a couple in, you, you're like, fucked.
1: And yeah, like, that yeah. thing will hunt you down to your death. Yeah, yeah.
0: So... One woman... that episode was really good. I know. One woman (laughs) breaks away from the pack. Just like, you know, the whole... It's just almost like in real time. Like, she steals another car. car. It keeps chasing them. It's fucking her up. She can somewhat... Escape it for the time being. Even though it's fucked up too, it loses a leg. But you see, like this when it machine, puts the fucking knife. Yeah, in this it. machine <laughs> is also programmed to for survival, so it can like charge itself, or it's also really good at like sh- like solar
1: charge. Yeah, yeah. And yeah.
0: and she and it uh, like uh, r- loses a leg, so it like replaces it with a knife. So now it's going with a knife leg. But it can like, it's like tracking her or whatever, and she finds like a a house like a, a kind of like a mansion out in the middle of nowhere that has like a fence around it. So she is but that's a buy. It's some time. yeah,
1: just a woman running from this thing the whole time, and yeah. then the reveal is at the end that like the box that they were getting uh-huh. it was just a it was a bunch of teddy it was a teddy bear. Yeah, it was like a bunch of and, teddy like, bears. the whole time she's every time she talks to, she like leaves voicemails for whoever she's or like walkie talkies walkie-talkie, being like yeah. yeah. She's always talking about like you know I'm getting that thing for him like who whatever yeah. his name really needs it really wants it. Yeah. And it's like so I guess the reveal it, is that like the most basic of sh- the most basic thing it's impossible It's impossible. You know, like we're like a like, teddy bear. Yeah. Like they the went out can't get a teddy bear to get this
0: it. thing that like was probably very special to a child and it's like what what can they do about everything. That that was about the reveal was was about like the devotion to parenting and and, and children. And I think the like that was like the reveal is like oh that's good the kind of I I think expressing the dire situation that human beings are in this thing like they like they're going to basically a suicide mission. Just to get like a thing for a child to to give it, because it's a miserable existence. It's
1: just yeah, to comfort of a child living in a terrible world. Yeah, so, and then right. they
0: had one before about a uh, another one that was really great, directed by Jodie Foster. I think it's called Archangel. I didn't
1: watch that one, so don't spoil it.
0: Oh, it's it's really good. Well, it it meditates on the idea. I keep like,
1: people say like it's almost good, and like if it went another direction, it'd be better. Like I don't uh, know. I don't I'll know.
0: Watch it. it it meditates on the whole thing of like a uh, parents' fears of letting their child go, and how much can you shelter your children from the real world and is sheltering them when they're young better or just setting them up for more traumatic experiences when they get older? You know what I mean? It, 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 you can see in the, the trail, I'm not ruining a thing, where like they they invent a device that you can put in your child when they're really young to basically watch through every move, see what they see.
1: Like and, POV style. Yeah, like and, and also tra- their and track
0: their vitals yeah. and track where they are and, and also like use filters to block out scary things that they might see in here in the world and then, you know the child obviously grows up and what are the ramifications of a mother trying desperately to shield herself from uh, shield oh, her child and, and and also like That sounds quite good. It's the same it, it's the, it's a tech version of something that every parent has to deal with and for the fact that like you know parents all the time are breaking in their children's email breaking in their children's social account, stalking their children online, going through the drawers when they leave. When I was a kid, right. you know, people, would, I didn't have a diary, but like that was a thing that could happen. You know, sure. uh, uh, you know, my mom would definitely go through my drawers and try and find <laughs> things on my desk. And like, you, just, you just know, like confronting you on things, which is being like, how much privacy do you want to give your children? How much do you want your children to like experience potential dangerous things and, you know, grow up? And, and this mom's inability to let go or try and let go is like at the heart of it.
1: and It's, it's, it's very good. Cool. Thought every episode the season hang was good. The DJ is really good. I keep hearing Yes, that. It's, it's very good. Yeah, There's the, like the San Junipero-esque one, just like a yes, 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 yes. One. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, about the nature of relationships and how technology can potentially help that, but also like sort of the thing of like, yeah, like dating is a nightmare and finding a partner <laughs> is a nightmare. But technology steps in to shield you from that. Then how do you develop as a a, a potential spouse if you take away And then again, speaking very generally, but like taking away the art, not an artifice, but the the horrors of breakup and the horrors of dating by a a potential app that takes care of it for you. And it's like, yeah, but then what do you like if you never have your heart broken? Uh, And how can you sign with someone? Oh, they're so good. Yeah. And there's another one in there that it's a type of story that I just love, technology or Black Mirror or not. Two people commit a crime right at the beginning, they get away with it. And then for a time, it starts nipping at their heels and basically one character, the more she tries to distance herself from the crime, the worst things she has to do. And at some point it's like, kind of like that, like, well, if you did this terrible thing to save your ass, then why wouldn't she do this other thing? Cause like right. the, the more, the more things she does to like get uh, to like, what, she basically has to commit crimes To get away from Getting caught from another crime Yes And then now it's like Those crimes get more increasing And it's that morality thing Of like When do you just finally Like when are you in too deep When do you finally go like
1: Yeah Like okay I deserve punishment maybe. Yeah or just being like
0: What turned out as a thing That maybe I could get out of Or get out of like That was potentially Going to like Maybe some jail time Or maybe Tarnish my uh, My reputation Has now put me in a situation Where like Now I can't go back And now I've like Become something that I hate Like who am I For trying to protect Who I was You know what I mean I see. Oh, it's great.
1: Okay. So I'm going to watch the rest of those. Yeah. Uh, you did watch anything else?
0: Uh, no, I did not.
1: Okay. I saw... I went on a Daniel Day-Lewis kick. Yo, DDL. So I went... Uh, I saw Age of Innocence, Martin Scorsese's 1993 movie. I think I, think I,
0: think? I, think I watched that in... because uh, Is that a book or that's based It's a book, in- Yeah. Uh, watched that in a lit class because I, I went to public school. So basically, every book we had to read, they're like, let's watch the movie based on the book.
1: <laughs> let's waste three, like, it would take like several days to watch it in a 42 minute period. Yeah, but also, and so also, I was just being let's like, take a week and watch
0: and it. So I was like, look at you people. You're not reading this fucking thing. <laughs> and that's just a mark of like any like uh, like public school system being like, hey, uh, you can read Tom Sawyer? We'll just watch the PBS <laughs> dramatization <laughs> of it and, and test you on that.
1: Uh, So I hadn't, it's the one Scorsese movie I hadn't seen. It was yeah. playing on 35 millimeters. You've seen Kundun? Yeah.
0: It's good. Is it? I never saw
1: it. So it was playing at Lincoln Center in the Walter Reed Theater, one of my favorite places to watch a movie. Beautiful 35-millimeter print. That movie is amazing. And it works as a perfect... It's a great. It would make a great double feature with Phantom Thread. Mm. It's like kind of two sides of the same coin in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's about I don't know if you've never seen it. It's about like I don't remember it. A high society upper class in New York in like this 1870s or something.
0: Great Gatsby shit.
1: Yeah, it's very
0: Edith Wharton novel. Yeah, shout out to Edith.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but it's basically about you know Daniel Day Lewis is trying to be the 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 respectable uh, upscale kind of dude he is and marry this woman that he knows he should. It's kind of a range. She's trying to figure it out. But then Michelle Pfeiffer, who's recently divorced, comes to town. And yeah, Pfeiffer
0: be banging, dog. She's banging, be banging and and she's banging back then. She's banging a mother. Pfeiffer, uh, the banging bud. And Winona Riders Ryder's his other one. And yeah, that was that was the first like movie that Winona... Like, serious movie Winona Ryder She was did. great in it.
1: She's so good. Yeah. It's just a great movie with great performances and what a very like, memorable final scene that still is like, fucking with me. It's a great movie. Uh, just as good as anything else Martin Shade's ever made. Uh, and then I never had seen... <laughs> One of my favorite filmmakers is Michael Mann, and I'd never seen *Last of the Mohicans*. Wow! So I, right after *Age of Innocence*, and I, was I saw that at shit
0: in the theater. When did that come out? age myself. Ninety-three. Uh, I didn't. Okay, I guess it's not that embarrassing.
1: Oh no, I was gonna say, I, I just are both those movies ninety-three, or am I just conflating the two? You have to tell me. Uh, what am I but looking at? *Age of
0: Innocence* was definitely ninety-three. Let's look up *Last of the Mohicans*.
1: *Last of the Mohicans*. So Michael Mann. If if so, what a year for DDL. Ninety-two. Ninety-two. So it was That's hot. A, still a two-year span. Uh, that movie's amazing
0: It is Capital A amazing It is like it's One like, of the best movies It's like <laughs> That movie's Like you see Braveheart And you're like That was amazing Then you watch Last of the Mohicans You're like Brave what? Because <laughs> It's just this idea Of like The best story Of like The baddest dude Of all time Just fucking shit up dude, For a cause it, It's like, so good The
1: first scene when the the Indians attack, or sure. whoever the and it's so are, violent. It's so it's Michael. It's a Michael Mann movie. Yeah, but it has a really good core story, and like Daniel Day Lewis is of course incredible, uh, and, and like his character is so interesting. Like he's a white person who lives amongst yeah natives. Yeah, yeah. it's it is an amazing fucking movie. I know I'm no one preach. I'm preaching to the choir. I'm sure everyone's seen that movie. Oh God, that. it's so great. Yeah. So watch last of the yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: the violence is and it's and it really like. Posits. I mean, that movie in like I forget when uh, Dances with Wolves came out. That came out in ninety
1: two, right? Ninety four. Oh, would really? Say. Those movies. I could be wrong again. I'm those just... movies <laughs> really
0: laid in this thing of like, let's go get the Native Americans. They're savages. And then when we finally catch up with them and they're killing and, and and killing all the colonials and killing all the troops, and we're just like, you savages. They're just like, yo, like we're fighting back. Why we're not savages? You killed everyone like you've just still like we you made us this way and it really like lays that philosophy on you being like they're not doing anything that we didn't make them do yeah you know what i mean like, and it, it it's so great it's amazing so fucking great.
1: and then i saw the new ridley scott the one that reshot scenes like eight weeks ago and is out in theaters and they already and what's it called again for all the for all the money all the money in the world it's the story of what J. Paul, whatever his name is, Getty. The guy at one point was the one of the richest, person. one of the richest men in the world. At the time, he was the richest man in the world, billions and billions of dollars.
0: And I think back when, like, billions. No like, one had billions like you, you didn't understand what a billion is. Were you like like what nine zeros? That makes no sense. Yeah.
1: So his. It's
0: like saying like I have a gazillion dollars. It's like, his sure,
1: grandson yeah. gets kidnapped, and of course, the, it's a true story. The yes. kidnappers want. I think the first number they say is seventeen million dollars. Sure. But it's clear from the get go. Even though that the movie paints a picture of him really loving his grandson, yeah, but he was just the most cold, calculating. He would never, never pay the ransom. Yeah, real quick. That's he why. why that's why no. he's a billionaire. Yeah,
0: like the, you know what billionaires? Billionaires don't love to make money. They love to not lose money. Right. So it's just yeah. like, of course, he wouldn't give. He wouldn't give ten dollars for that kid.
1: Right. Exactly. So it's it's a really interesting story, uh, the true story of it. Uh, the best part of the movie is easily plumber, and it's crazy because it's like what. What kind of a train wreck might have it been before, A few uh, weeks And before all this
0: Kevin Spacey shit happened Wasn't that whole running joke was like Look how bad his old man makeup
1: looks Yes He looked I ridiculous. don't know why they did it at all Like why do that uh, Ridley Scott says he wanted Plummer first And like his schedule didn't allow it Oh
0: is that I thought it was probably because Spacey with the dollars Before he was
1: No a, I'm sure That was definitely was bad
0: Everyone knows bunch. Spacey Nobody knows Christopher Plummer So I could yeah. see that but then when the new story became Kevin Spacey's out, then the new the new selling point was we're replacing him with a respectable actor. Who's gonna
1: win an Oscar or get nominated for an Oscar. You probably. think so? I think we'll get nominated. Hell yeah. He's great in it. Christopher Plummer's uh, amazing. I know. Beginners is one of the best. You should see that movie if you haven't seen He's it.
0: He's also the bad guy in the dragnet movie, which is a lot funnier than people give it credit for. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd and uh Tom Hanks. I say there your was boy. A, What's that, Ackroyd? Yeah. When Ackroyd, before Ackroyd got into selling vodka and aliens and shit. <laughs> Dude, d- d- everyone go back and watch the Dragnet movie. I think we're all going to go, that was pretty funny. <laughs> That's
2: a good, and it's also good funny advice. to see
0: Tom Hanks play like second fiddle, and it's like, man, this Hanks guy is really good.
1: <laughs> he's going places. Yeah, he's going places. Um. Uh. Mark Wahlberg's in the movie, most phoned-in performance I've hate I hate seen from Walberg. him. I hate- Michelle Williams has a... New, New York accent, an accent that evolves throughout the whole movie. Sure it it's does. very weird, very like capital A acting. Um, the movie was fine. I wanted, to, I really wanted to love it. I wanted it to like, I, I wanted to have to rewrite my top ten list. You want,
0: you wanted to go walk out? Of it also saying, look at that Hollywood. When it, when it comes time, Hollywood can actually those Hollywood liberals can actually deliver and do something yeah. good. No, the
1: movie, like he's great in it. It's it's a good performance movie for him, but. The rest of it's just not that compelling, and like I don't know, I don't know what the problem is with it. It's just probably because it's just a boring story. It's a cool story, like the kid's ear ends up getting cut off at one point, and they send it to him. Yeah, um, so that's where that comes from. Yes, oh. and then spoiler alert, he ends up paying a very small part of the ransom. He end, like the ransom keeps going down. It ends up at like four. Yeah, because clearly they're desperate. And, and then like, he, what the fuck I, are they gonna do with a kid? It's like, it gets you know, to the point where he pays it. Whatever. Yeah.
0: I guess I could have just Google that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, what did what did
0: Getty do? Like the real Getty, did he? Uh,
1: he was just a. He was a. But what was it? Was he's oil tycoon. What oil he, guy. Yeah, yeah. Like oil. But he it, He's the first guy to go to Saudi Arabia and be like, "Yeah, all right, <laughs> we're gonna take this. Good for him. Yeah. So he's. Is the
0: Getty named after him?
1: Yeah. So the Getty Museum is they took all his shit and put it in the museum. Like he had. He was an art collector. Oh, gotcha. Shit. Gotcha. Then when he died the Getty. He didn't spend his money on on ransoms. He bought. Paintings and shit. Cause art has value yeah. as an investment. Makes perfect yeah. sense. But then his whole family is like, you know, it seemed like the relationship between him and you know Michelle Williams was really bad. Of course it's bad. Well, she, he, she. The problem the was the Rockefellers, they, they the Fords, all these people. They shouldn't have kidnapped her. Like it was a mistake on the kidnapper's part because that kid was a strain. Like the Michelle Williams character got left her husband, who is John Getty, or Getty's son. Yeah. Because he was like drug addict and stuff. So he and takes You know what's off, crazy? Yeah. What's that? Their her other son. Uh, one of the other Getty kids is the one who made that weird movie about his drug addiction and then died. That's a Getty. That
0: one that uh, the Evil Within. Oh uh, yeah, came out after he died. Yeah. Is a grandson or son?
1: I think it's well. It's, it's got to be a grandson. It's his grandson. But uh, yeah, whatever it, happened to that? Did we see that? No, it's on. It's online though. We can watch it. Isn't Charles like, liked it. Someone's in
0: it, or there's some part of it where it's just like, wait, what? Wasn't there something? Yeah, like, I don't know. It's, about people say it? it's yeah. nuts. Yeah.
1: It's a movie. It's a movie made about addiction, about a guy who's addicted to drugs. So it's probably crazy. And yet like, I died because of drugs. So, yeah, all the money in the world, less interesting than probably Evil Within, <laughs> which we should watch. Okay. Uh, all right, let's talk about the best movies of 2017. 2017 was
0: the horror movie. We're gonna, I, I think here's what's going to happen in the next couple of years, maybe even a year the way how fast things go. We're going to see, well, because we've seen such a banner year for horror movies in the box office, fuck critically acclaimed, although there's some great stuff, The the bottom line is, the movies that made the most money this year were horror movies. So it's going to be horror movie craziness from now until maybe the middle of uh, 2019, and it's going to be it's going to suck because now everyone, every kind of like comedian that can produce is going to get their own horror thing. Thank you to Jordan Peele, uh, and probably the Halloween movies. Uh, and everyone pointed this year. This is like when uh, the su- when the superhero movies like Iron Man make a big money, and they were like, we need to make these franchises made all these plans. For the next couple of years, it's just going to be like, horror is going to be fucking crazy because of this year. I mean, this was nuts. This was the year, the box office year for horror movies. Yeah. So many home runs this year.
1: I just remembered, I thought of a really good horror comedy or a horror pitch. What do you got? Very modern. No, we're talking about it off air. We're going to maybe write it. Great. The first new Flesh production. Okay. Great. That's 2018 goals. Okay,
0: well, we're going to make a movie. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, and, that, you know, that's, that's just fine by me because now we got so many great movies. But I look at this list and I think that a lot of the movies on here were by people or by stories that kind of hit it from an angle that we hadn't seen yet. I think. We've seen some innovators come to horror and hit some home runs. At least I think so. And now the people who are behind the innovators are going to start trying to try to copy their success, which I'm sure will be mixed results. Basically, this year was uh, True Detective season one, so now we're going to get a bunch of True Detective season 2s coming out. <laughs> because if you look at True Detective,
1: With se- Colin Farrell and his fat son. Yeah, but like like like
0: Colin <laughs> Farrell and uh, and uh, fucking uh, uh, and Vince Vaughn are perfect examples of big things happen, then those guys come and try and capitalize on it. Those guys are always second. Right. Colin Farrell, he he he's he's hot on the this, this lobster and kill of Sacred Deer guy because that guy had a hit. Uh Sure. Wh- who did Bone Tomahawk? Who shows up in Bone Highlight? Craig Zoller. Huge hit. Who shows up in Bone Tomahawk's uh follow up? Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. There you go. So we're going to we're going to start seeing people the vultures are circling. We're going to get some good movies, but I think by 2019 we're going to be like horror's going to be like Doing stand up or having a podcast. It's just like, oh, brother. Everyone's got a horror. Yeah, movie. you know, you're not kidding. Like, yeah, so let's all savor the 2017 year because it's about to get really obnoxious. And I'm looking at this one, two, three, four of these movies were box office hits, and one was a huge hit for Netflix. Arguably two if you count the the uh the series that I'm gonna be talking about. Okay. So you had some huge hits man. So go ahead. Huge hits. Uh first one was one that uh I'm not just really in any particular order, just kind of feeling yeah. of which was better as I go along. I I feel like we're gonna double up a lot. So Yeah we, so
1: if you say one that I say I'll we'll it, talk. Yeah. It's gonna
0: be top ten, but it's gonna be like we're each gonna say like the same ten, so we'll just go. Yeah. Uh my first one that I thought was really great. Um Art housey, not really art housey, but like like kind of like style wise, really great. Not so like the scariest movie, but really like uh, dealing with uh, the fallout of a horrible event. Super dark times. Oh yeah, yeah. you really have done this, baby. right? Kids go out. It's gonna be spoiler heavy, of course. But uh, I think I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix now. I don't think so Okay You have to rent okay. it it's worth,
1: it's worth the four bucks
0: Bunch of kids in the 90s Or in the aughts
1: It's the I think it's the 90s Nothing I mean, to a, do It's very specific references You know how te-
0: you know, teenage 16 year old boys are Nothing to fucking do Riding their bikes everywhere uh, Just Just a rest of the development Of like uh Too young to go out And party or drink and smoke Too old to really Just sit around Trying, trying to get to know girls Trying to be teenagers Doing shit But it's hard They're They're awkward they go out. I mean, we. Any teenage boy can relate to this. You find a weapon. In this case, it's a sword. Let's go out in the woods and play with it. You got that kid who won't shut the fuck up, talking shit the whole time. Tensions tensions flare up. Some shit happens. Uh oh. We accidentally killed a guy. Let's throw the body in a hole and never speak of this again. And of course, they do.
1: Yeah. Some some kids handle that more or better than others.
0: Yeah, I think I, I like the one kid that was like a bu- buddy of a, a friend of a friend of in school with him. He's the one who's like, don't fucking talk to me anymore. <laughs> yeah, dude, leave me away. alone. <laughs> hey, have you seen this guy? The swordsman. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You guys just, hey, we fucked up. Like, forget it. You know, that kid's like future alt-rightist kind of kid. Just yeah. clearly Has no problem com- compartmentalizing tragedies. Just being like, hey, I got an idea. Let's never fucking talk about it again. Goodbye. I'm not connected to you guys. So I, I'm I'm completely free and clear. Please go away forever. But the other two kids can't leave well enough alone. It unlocks something in one of the kids. I think it's one of these really good movies where, like, when you first see it, the one kid, the kid who kind of turns out bad, you think like, eh, he's just a picked on quiet kid. You know, he's got some, he's got some mission. He's just a, a geek. But yeah. it turns out this thing has unlocked a rage in him that he is like almost like. I think if you if you interpret it the way I did in the third act when he kind of goes nuts, to me it was like, oh, he wasn't going through some like tough times. If anything, because he killed accidentally killed someone. If anything, he he was going through a thing of like. I don't care that I've killed someone and yeah. now I want to do it more, you know? Yeah. And now I'm going after the bully and now yeah. I'm going after that girl. I'm just basically, think, I'm just thinking about that movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The th- and it's interesting thing, The psychology of, of boys, especially today who spend all day playing violent video games, just being like in inverted and, and doing like semi scary, like a uh, uh, red flag things. This one's kind of like, Oh shit. You know, the, the reveal isn't this kid is now crazy. The reveal is like, he didn't give a fuck. And now he's just going to do worse things. And his buddy, his his quote best friend, might be in the crosshairs. But what does he do? He can't go to the cops because he'll be incriminating himself. But he can't stop this kid because he's just like, you know, using their secret to manipulate everyone around him. It is the definition of a slow burn horror movie, tense film. If you haven't seen it, see it. It is fucking great. It's a super incredible Dark for a,
1: de- a debut and like just young. Filmmakers. It looks so good. that gorgeous, the young
0: actors in it, they're so good in it. It's just they it's just a,
1: of, it's the best like movie. Uh, it's truly a hidden gem of a movie. that yeah. like I haven't, I didn't see people talking about yeah. nearly enough. Uh, it, this movie would kill in a wide release. You know, it's one of the movies where, like if it's marketed right. And like people, if people had access to this movie, it would be a hit.
0: If they're smart, they're they're talking about it and and, and trying to get it
1: out there now that anyone can see it. I I, I don't know. I, they shouldn't. They should have. Well, now that 1.2 million people on Yahoo.com have read about it. Yeah, and let's they hope, put it on you, Netflix. Did you,
0: did you link it to a, a place to stream it?
1: Yeah, or it had listed where it was. Yeah, yeah.
0: you know, I mean let's hope so or let's hope they can use the cachet of, of its festivals and Very its lig- performances i mean what what do you do when you put all that money into a, 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 a film independent or not besides trying to get distribution besides trying to make some noise at a festival but besides trying to parlay it into like a streaming thing once it's on streaming it's like the people have moved on which is unfortunate because no one can see it until it's on streaming so it doesn't matter i mean every day i hear of an amazing movie i'm supposed to see and then i never see it you know yeah. like if i can't add it to a queue the, the minute i hear about it i'll never see it yeah, That's the way it is. But if you guys haven't seen Super Duck Times, please see it. It is my first favorite of 2017.
1: I'm going to echo right. that. Um, all right, I'll do another one that I know is at the top of your list.
0: Give it to me. Mother. Fuck, this movie's so good.
1: Darren Aronofsky's Mother. Very divisive. We had a very fun episode with yeah. a bunch of different perspectives on it.
0: Yeah, and I and I came back and, and had my input on it. I think it is really great. I think it was, uh, as far as direction's concerned, deserves if not a best director nod, it best cinematography nod because... It's
1: claustrophobic crazy. It is the
0: most unconventionally shot film of the year. And I was listening to Darren Aronofsky talk about the very specific rules they put in place, the very specific limitations they put in place for this movie to help tell its story. And it was... Like what? Uh, the movie's only three shots, not three takes, three different shots, two types of shots like three different close types of up shots. On the face, it's like- on her and she's center frame or her point of view or over her shoulder. No one ever becomes comes between her and the camera. No one ever walks between her and uh, you, you and her huh. and it is, it is on her the whole time you never cut away to anything else. It is perfectly claustrophobic. Perfectly. It uses it uses those kind of uh, those limitations to lock you into this the mania that happens within the house. You never leave the house. You never leave her gaze. You never learn anything that she doesn't learn. And if you learn things that she learned them. It, it is. So for that reason. I think that the people who made this, Aronofsky, and obviously cinematographer, director of photography, they earn, they deserve recognition to make an incredibly effective story using. They pretty much put their toolkit away. What did they have? They had a handful of lenses and they had a handful full of uh, of shots. It's like yeah. you had you have to be an expert. It's a handicap. Yeah, you have to be an expert. To make that work And they did it like Home run
1: And the movie itself Is just like insanity It's so it's like Insanity set to good.
0: It's so I, What I really Simple Yeah it's so simple But so effective But it really it was really annoying to me The people who are like Yeah it was bad Like when you go The people didn't like it It's funny if you don't like it But when the people That said they didn't like it They're like Yeah I got it right away It's like no you didn't When they go Okay so spoilers It is a story Darren Aronofsky says What he wanted to do Is tell a story About Mother Nature's Relation to man through stories throughout the Bible, both Old Testament and New Testament, that is how he told the story. But the story is about so much more. It's about men's relationship to women. It's about creatives. It's Re- about his specific relationship yeah. to a certain woman. It's about it's about, about, <laughs> about create creatives' relationship to their work. It is about yeah. creatives' relationship to the people around them who have to suffer to help create. It is about your creativity head versus heart. It's about so it's it could be about so many things, and he used. I mean, if you want to get too into it, like people like, yeah, it's about, it's about Bible stories. No, it's not. He used the Bible stories to tell a story because let's be honest, the Bible was written to tell man about their own nature. And you had to tell it to stupid people. So you had to tell it, you know, once upon a time this guy creates one man and one woman and they sin and they get cast out. You have to go, once upon a time everyone was bad so this guy built a boat and washed them all out. You have to tell that the reason that, you know, we have sin is that there was this baby that was born and died and and you have to suffer for the people who killed it. Like, but that isn't... I'm sorry, none of that's true, by the way. I, I, I hate to break it, <laughs> it to you, but none of that actually happened. New but, flesh, yeah. exclusive. The but, the, but, these not sim- but these simple stories were, stories were told. So for the rest of human existence, when you go, why do I want to fuck this person even though they won't let me? Why do I want to hurt people but I can't? Why do I have to be faithful to this? Why do I have to be a good person even so easy to be bad? Why we, do I love animals and yeah. pears? What didn't make sense was oh, because you have this nature, because evolution, we had to do is be like, because a long time ago this happened, and if you do it, it's bad, and you'll die and go to hell. So, okay, so that's what, like, that is what the purpose of Bible stories. Spoiler alert. So to use that in to tell his story, symbolically, I guess, was a way to tell a story of man's relation to nature, and therefore not only nature like plants and dirt and mountains and water, but also our, tell us our story to ourselves about how we how we exist, and of course, why we, f-
1: why we feel the way we feel, and of course, it's a horror
0: do. movie because if you're a human being, you are you are a victim to your own devices, you're a victim to your own vices, and therefore it has to be still like a horror movie because no matter how hard you try, you will eventually hurt people, hurt yourselves, hurt the world, and like your existing to exist as a human being is to take advantage of another human being. You're if you're if you're listening to this on headphones, a Chinese child made them. If you're wearing clothes While listening to this Someone with a gun To the head Made it for a dollar a week Sorry that's a, if you're, We're recording this On a Mac Someone <laughs> suffered So we can make This podcast for you On these microphones On this phone On this thing Everything Look around you Brad Look around your room People died, so you can have this luxury. Yeah, Sorry. So,
1: yeah, so mother's pretty good. So fucking,
0: <laughs> that's what my wife and mother, I'm like, yes, it is about, like, this is, this is what the kind of story we need, especially in 2017 going 18. Like, to be a human is not to suffer, is to make others suffer. And that's what mother was telling us. So when you go, yeah, I get it, Adam and Eve, Bible stories. It's like, no, you fucking idiot. Like, that's, that's the brush stroke. That's a, one stroke. And a brilliant portrait of this man painted. I love Mother. Boom!
1: I love the way you just described that movie. Thank it, you. I can't wait to buy it on Blu-ray. It's out now. Gonna I watch the like, fuck out of that. Yeah, movie. I
0: can't wait to watch it. Like uh, the sound design. I remember watching I it being like, my god, like.
1: I saw it an opening weekend twice. It cra- it's like, it's, fucks me up. Even I
0: will say, even if you didn't like the movie, you have to at least admit it was crafted perfectly.
1: And a lot of people don't like the movie. A lot, are a lot of people are idiots. Move on. Next okay. one.
0: Next one. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one that I know is not on your list. It's the only horror comedy that I liked. And found I found re- found footage. It's not a found footage movie.
1: Oh, I thought it was Found Footage. Oh, I footage forgot 3D. about Found
0: Footage 3D. Yeah. But can I do two can I do two or one? Yeah. I'm gonna do the only two horror comedies that were good were Found Footage Three D. That was thank you for reminding me of that. That's the sure. one I was thinking of. What I forgot. And one that this movie it ticks off the box of what I would normally hate as far as horror comedies, but I found myself laughing a lot and being like, that's pretty good. Little Evil. The Adam oh. Scott the somewhat Omen comedy Yeah he, he meets a girl He falls in love He marries her She has a kid He's, he's like literally thing. like Damien or
1: something Yes yeah. That's the conceit I saw of it. like I, I, I fell asleep to it I'd, I'd have to rewatch it's it It's really
0: fucking funny Because uh, w- Movies that suck Like The Babysitter What I hate about them And I can't finish them Or sit through them Other horror comedies And there's what Little Evil And Final Footage 3D Both did so well Is I hate when a, a horror comedy is aware of its influences and therefore just keeps hitting it on the head, being like like it's nothing but campy winks to the audience. What both Little e- Evil did and Found Footage 3D did in their own respective camps is they know you know what it's parodying, but they don't treat you like an idiot. They just move and make moves based on referencing the types of movies and the types of genre, but without spoon-feeding it to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in that, I don't think anyone who watches movies... If you've never seen a found footage movie or if you've never seen The Omen, I think you'd still be entertained by these movies because just, just referencing it but not taking a moment to reference it makes mm. all the difference. They actually have really... That's huge. Like, They actually have really good funny stories and characters and premises and payoffs that work really well and also reference a genre in a comedic way versus some other genre comedies that's just like, let's just hit the genre tropes until you're fucking... An hour and a half until you're you're begging them to stop. So I would say horror comedy. We're pretty hard on it because it's really to get a good. But loved Little Evil and I loved Found Footage Three Diesel. Okay, check them out.
1: I still haven't watched either of those. Okay, I
0: uh, I think you'll like Found Footage Three D better. But I think uh, put uh, grab a cup of coffee and watch. uh, Little evil. I think you'll like how it pays off. I if anything, of if anything, mean Adam Scott's great. He's really funny in it. And if anything, you'll get some like it's it's a good comedy. It's at least a good comedy.
1: Okay. Check it out. I'm gonna put one that I know is not on your list because you haven't seen it yet. What's that? I talked about it a few weeks ago. Only Thelma. What is this? It's that uh, it's that movie made by Joachim Trier. So it's not in English. It's about a girl who's uh, in, uh, in Norway studying at college mm-hmm. and it's kind of a coming of age story but the, the girl who's coming of age comes to learn that she has like psychic crazy abilities that she can under- doesn't understand mm-hmm. and she can basically she can do a number of things but one of the things she can do is like she uh, a girl the girl that she has a crush on like she has a crush on her, so she wants her mm-hmm. and then she just kind of summons her. Like she doesn't know where she lives, but she shows up at her house and it's like, how did I get here? The, parent,
0: the, the person's like, what? yeah, well, man, I
1: get it. Yeah. So like, it's about this, the way I described it on this podcast, I think was like, it's like if Carrie, instead of being like a traditional horror movie, if when Carrie found out about her powers, if it, the movie then was about like the mental anguish it took on her. Interesting. So it's a very thoughtful, slow, dense movie, but it's, beautifully shot yeah um and it and it's been weeks and i'm still thinking about it like Mm -hmm. it's one of those movies that it stays in your head um so i think any horror fan who enjoys a slow burn again this is a it's a slow burn there's not any there's not any traditional scares or anything it's just a very straightforward um it's a very tense straightforward uh you're waiting for something to bubble over the surface the whole time, and I'm going to admit that it never goes over the surface. Okay. It's just always constantly tense. Um, really good. Really liked it.
0: Okay. Check out them. I will put it on my list. Speaking of lists, this one is definitely on both of our lists. We watched it in this very apartment. Uh, the Void. Oh, yeah. It was very good.
1: That movie's awesome. It
0: is very awesome. It is, um, how can we say, like uh, – People get in a locked in a hospital because some sort of horrible evil has been risen and it's taking over people. And there's a cult that's trying to rein it in or use it to go into another dimension. It's just a great. Um, it's got good parts of like The Thing meets oh I don't know uh, cult horror. You know meets um, you know a group of people who don't know each other fighting each other while while the evil's outside, but also with them. I mean. It it, it, it it definitely borrowed like from other movies or other concepts, you know, nothing you hadn't seen before. But whoever I forget who may who was the writer director of this, but they definitely uh, tied it all in so nicely, and I was uh, very impressed with uh, everything in this movie, the acting, the story. Like it starts off like fucking crazy, right? They're just trying to kill this person, or they you seem like come out of a house and light some woman on fire and you know, what the fuck was that the all about the effects
1: the practical effects oh yes and or why it's really good for when me. I say the
0: thing there is a monster that shows up a monster entity or, or several ones and they did almost all practical effects there's definitely some digital shit at the end but the practical effects in this monster are like top shelf like, it's like Lovecraftian yeah it looks shit. real good uh I don't know who they got to do it. Uh, it's definitely indie top to bottom, like unknown everything. And they definitely uh, definitely delivered the goods on this one. It's a good creature feature with a little bit of a tense paranoia. I like the cult stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like I found creature features a little bit of like, ugh, just fucking kill the thing already. But this one had a little bit more substance to it, and I liked it a lot. So if you guys haven't seen The Void, piggity-peep it.
1: Okay, I'll do one. I'm wondering if it's on your list. What do you got? Killing of a Sacred Deer?
0: It is not. You didn't like it. I liked it, but you I did. Sh- you
1: just saw it. So why don't you talk about it for a minute? Because I talked about it already. I don't think it's
0: the best of the year. I think I just... It's funny just talking about directing with Mother. Killing of Sacred Deer is directed beautifully. For, it's gorgeous. For the exact opposite reasons of Mother. This movie, it's
1: like... I, His shot compositions are always it's wild. It's amazing.
0: It's another one that should be up for best uh, directing. I don't know who I would pick if I picked the unconventionalness of Mother or the you know A-plus convention of Killing of a Sacred Deer. It, it, it felt like a uh, Kubrick movie. Uh, totally. Right? I felt that way too. Like everything everything was so considered and patient and dialed in. The, the color, the shots, the composition, th- everything.
1: I do th- I do think it's a horror movie when you get down to it. Like it's yeah. really Upsetting premise It is
0: very upsetting But I felt that It was a little slow It is slow I felt that um, But once
1: it gets to It's r- ridiculous third act like It's just like This is nuts I was just watching this movie Like this is crazy
0: I felt that the, the the acting Didn't really match The story If that makes sense That Mo- does make sense We were both Mo and I are both like Why is everyone acting like this That's all
1: how every, Have you seen a lot of This guy's movies I couldn't finish The Lobster I
0: thought it was so boring
1: What about Dogtooth or Alps
0: I, d- I saw Dogtooth I did not care for it
1: Okay so Doctor is the
0: one about the guy who doesn't let his kids leave forever, yeah. right? Yeah, I didn't like that movie.
1: And then Alps is about, uh, it's this dystopian thing, kind of where, in the, uh, when your spouse dies, mm-hmm. you can like hire someone to like pretend to be them. I'll say
0: this: I'll say Killing of a Sacred Deer is his best movie that I've seen.
1: Yes, I, I agree with that. It's it's
0: pretty good. It's just not the best stuff. It, it, it was fine. I would give the whole thing like a B
1: The premise is basically again it's Yorgos Lanthimos his movies take place in this in this space where you don't question what's happening in them and they don't explain what's happening in them yeah so it's it, like there's the premise of this movie he's is, invented,
0: there's a morality play in it that is like there's no logic to it it's just a presenting it's like okay the, in and this it's world accepted in this the reality thing, yeah. of the world
1: so like Colin Farrell is told there's this well he's kid, a doctor okay he's a he's doctor a, he's a surgeon there's this kid he hangs out with, and you, at first you don't know what the deal is with this kid. Yeah, it's like
0: a teenager. like a 15, 16-year-old. Really and the kid, creepy. And the kid's really weird.
1: Really weird kid. Yeah. And then I, I think, I don't know how early in the movie it happens, but at some point he t- tells Colin Farrell that, hey, your kids, your family, your wife, your kids. He has a wife and two kids. Wife and two kids. Your wife and two kids are about to start not dropping dead, but like your their legs are going to stop working. Uh-huh. Then they're gonna get like a nosebleed, I think. No, it's like
0: refusing to eat till we're to starvation.
1: Oh, yeah, refusing to eat to starvation. Then their eyes would bleed. Yeah, and then they'll die. And then they would die. Like this very specific chain of events. He just says, "Hey, Colin Farrell." You have to choose, unless you, is it, unless you yeah, choose yeah. You one? You have to choose
0: to, one, to d- d- you have to kill one of them or all three of them is going to die.
1: Kill one of them or all three of them is going to die this slow, methodical, yeah. painful way. And you think it's like, okay, this sounds nuts. And then it just starts happening. Like, yeah. I think it first happens to his son. Yeah,
0: and he's a do- he's a doctor, so he has, you know, pretty much limit- limitless, limitless, Medical expertise at his fingertips, and they're all just baffled by it. Yeah, they no. Got one the knows what's on, they got the kids on, they uh, get the kids on feeding tubes, but it's still not working. And the wife catches wind of this, and she's just like, "Why has this like for why why has this person forsaken us?" Basically, and there's sort so, of an an explanation. So unfu- it yeah, unfolds, but it's really just this thing of like, you know, it remind me. It's about why. Yeah, yeah, it reminded me of a Michael Michael Haneky Haneke. movie. Haneke. The guy who did Funny Games in Cachet and, and and I think White Rabbit, where all of his movies are kind of like. Hey, look at this incredibly affluent person that we all kind of envy. You know what? Actually, they're a piece of shit and their life sucks. So let's torture them for a movie, and that's what this kind of happened. You, you, you learn this. This man, Colin Farrell's family, they're rich. He's a doctor. They got no worries in their life. And then this happens, and he just pretty much falls apart because everything that he has built his life on—you know, being a genius doctor and having a uh, have enough money to solve problems and having a wife that uh, does everything for him you know she's the best mom or whatever like
1: all that stuff is just oh my co- God the weird sex they have I know like it
0: just, it just all that's corroding away and then Colin Farrell has no idea how to deal with it as his family is slowly dying in front of him and all of his great affluence in the world but also all of his anger and threats and 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 kidnapping and 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 you know whatever bribing doesn't work either and the only thing that will save is has to pick either one of his children or his wife and kill them in order to save the other ones. And then we just see how that plays out.
1: Yeah. So I think this movie is very memorably insane. Yeah. Uh, people will be talking about it for a long time. I think it's one of the best of the year.
0: Okay. I thought it was good. Not one of the best. Cool. All right. Get to get that next one going in. Uh, pull up my notes. Uh, okay. Got a shout out to our homie, Patrick Bryce. Oh, Cre- yeah. Creep 2.
1: Creep 2 is really, really, really... Exemplary Like lead, probably better than Creep
0: Yeah I would think so um, You know Creep was uh, on our best of Last year or two years ago I forget when Probably it, when two it, years yeah. ago now um, Patrick Bryce pulled Not a 180 But he, he 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 was one step ahead of us So first of all Creep comes out And it's, I, I think that movie is like Forward thinking of like We're going to make a horror Found footage horror movie With two guys And almost no violence And it's going to be pretty much All based on the acting And it's going to be a found footage movie and holy shit! What sounds like it could be the most boring, stupid, unoriginal movie turned out to be one of the best horror movies of whatever year it came out. That was Creep. So then he announces he's doing Creep Two, and I was right away as being like, "Yo, like, want to support homies?" Called to the pod twice, but I mean, what are they, What's he gonna do? Like, we're gonna do another version of this movie? So what Bryce pretty much does is he's like, "Yo, Doug, we ain't fucking with that whole you know repeat it bigger and better sort of thing." What he delivers is a character study of the character Mark Duplass played, whose name, we don't know what his name was. It was Joseph in the original. We're clear, very clear that's it's not his yeah, name. Yeah, he's but, Aaron in this one, right? Yeah. And we learn right away that he set up a thing where a girl who's trying to meet a crazy, do a, buy a documentary about the craziest person, interesting person you can find, he reaches out and is like, I'm a serial killer, and I'm going to tell you everything if you film it. Like, holy shit. And I get there, and we spend what is almost, you know, a night with the craziest guy being the craziest guy, and we don't know if he's speaking the truth. We don't know if he's going to hurt this girl. We don't know if he really likes her. We don't know if she's going to hurt him. What her motives are? It is definitely a psychological thriller, not like we saw in Creep Two. Who's I, I did not see this coming at all. The type of movie he made, and it was right. just great. Like from and Mark Duplass. Really funny. Yeah, and, and who could play this character but Mark Duplass? There is a take in this movie, the one where she goes down to visit him in the hot tub, that I think clocks in like 14 minutes when she when she starts at the top to come right. down to see what he's doing comes down finds him sitting in a hot tub tells a whole story about his favorite jam band his favorite jam song and almost listen to it twice as he's talking Albert about Albert Natural Yeah and he's talking about you know why what the band means to him he's bringing up memories and of course it's an insane deadpan delivery one shot the whole time and you're just thinking this is the craziest story and also is this fucking true at all and what am i supposed to think about this and why isn't she running scared like the whole thing is fucking nuts so yeah, Creep 2 was like, holy shit I, I, Maybe you gotta see Creep 1 to see it Why you haven't it seen helps. Creep Well, you haven't seen Creep, I have no idea But 2 is great, stands on its own You know, As of job.
1: a few days ago, yes. it's on Netflix now it's, Yeah, yeah So you can watch both of them on Netflix And you fucking should Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. man, man, love Creep 2 What do you got, what's your next uh, one? This
1: on? next one I believe is probably also on yours Yes Girl with all the gifts
0: Fucking so good yeah. So goddamn good! This movie. You
1: were talking earlier when you introduced the segment about how these movies kind of reinvented like genres that are yeah. probably stale. Yep, that's probably the best example of that. Right.
0: I mean, w- I guess we can call it a zombie movie.
1: Yeah, it's a zombie movie, but it takes it has a twist.
0: Zombie in the sense of like there are uh, human beings. The- human beings become monsters that will kill. So we kind of had to like go underground and to survive.
1: So it's set in the future. Yeah. Um. It's this dystopian sci-fi type of horror. Sure. Um, that girl with the fucking Hannibal mask.
0: <laughs> if I recall correctly, the premise is everyone can turn into this, this like kind of zombie that basically... like. It sounds weird, like they mouth them heavy, but they're really bitey, and they kind of like have like their mouths open, and they're constantly like if they smell a person, it's like like uncontrollable, like rabid, try to like bite your flesh, and they're, they're they're. But I guess all zombies are like that, but this one specifically, like, yeah, okay, so that's what the zombies. But with the children, they have these children that seem very normal, although they're like kept in um, solitary confinement, and they're like. It's on a military base, and they're like, they have like these like Hannibal Lecter masks on, but they're clear, and they're trying to like teach these children and like like school teachers whatever. And it's revealed that for whatever reason, either these kids or all the kids, if they have it, they only become zombie kids if they come near humans, like and within like a few feet. You know what I mean? Right. So it starts off that this base is trying to like figure out. Unlock what is it about these kids that yeah, makes them normal? They have like
1: normal thoughts and emotions, and then so
0: can we use that to reverse whatever we have? Right. But they might, they may or may not be like at a certain point, basically at a point of no return, taking these kids and you know cutting them open like their brains. Like when right. when they work on these kids surgically, it's it's not like you know it's not outpatient. It's like they're, they're harvesting these kids for experiments that they do not survive.
1: Yes. It's a very dark movie. It's really yeah. well shot. Oh, and yeah. Like the scale of it's pretty huge for how low the budget mm-hmm. is. Uh, Glenn Close shows up in it. She's great in it. Um, it's just it's, great. It's just a really good zombie movie, or if you can even it's, call it that. It's got a uh,
0: 28 Days Later feel of it, of just being like, w- once you establish what's going on, it just goes, man, and you're along for the ride. And, and it
1: asks some pretty big questions, and you have to learn about like the origin of all these kids and like why they're immune. Yeah. It has some twists and turns. You'll never really guess where it's going. Uh, definitely seek it out. It's probably on some streaming services. At this oh, part.
0: definitely. We, we streamed it when we watched it. Okay. Oh, it's probably great. on Amazon or something. Yes. Highly recommended. Getting with all them gifts. Okay. Can I talk about TV for a second, please?
1: TV break.
0: TV. Um, the best two, The only besides uh, Black Mirror, which we talked about earlier. So I don't know if I'm find that under the best of list. It was very good, but I don't know if it's the best. Sure. Two shows came out. One first season, and the second one is the third season. Uh, It's a horror TV. Usually sucks, and I'm not into it. Netflix brought the fucking heat with this German series, Dark, which you have to fucking see. I know. I will. It's so great. It is everything you want a series to be. It has feelings of the killing of like who do you trust. It has time travel. It has you know uh, 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 a a a disjointed narrative. You know like circular circular. I guess not logic, but circular storytelling. So you're definitely kept guessing the whole time. uses a very clever device of jumping back and forth for years in the same town with the same people, but you don't draw the connection of which kid is which adult and which adult is which kid or which teenager. So even as late as like the last episode, you're still guessing like, wait, but who was that kid in the past? Who was that in the future? Do I know yet? Do I need to know? It's really fucking good. Um, yeah. I love dark so much. I cannot wait for season two. It definitely ends on a leaves you hanging on, on every storyline. So of course they were going to do a sequel. And I got to say, man, best TV of the year was also the best horror of the year, which also I think will be landmark television in years to come, Twin Peaks The Return. Woo! I am flabbergasted with how dense, how good, how weird, how excellent and confusing and mysterious that show is the gift that keeps on giving. I cannot wait to watch it again. I cannot wait until in five, six years where every Netflix show, every mystery show is like, it's, it's watered down version of what twin peaks to return did. Everyone's like, Oh, it's so weird and confusing. Now, once again, David Lynch ahead of his time with TV When he dropped Twin Peaks 25 years ago Everyone's like this is the most confusing thing ever 10-15 years later it's the best show ever Five years after that there's you know shows just like it With your losts and your, your fucking killings And all those things And now we get it and once again nobody gets it Very few people understand how brilliant it is And they're going to love it in a couple of years
1: Are you going to go to MoMA next weekend And watch some of it? Is that on the weekend? It's next weekend
0: Yeah probably Mo will be gone because she, she hated it
1: So I'll probably <laughs> go and see it and yeah
0: I, I i will probably go we'll see what happens but oh god so yeah, i cannot wait to, to watch it again i'm
1: excited to buy that blu-ray set yeah. i still haven't bought it i just
0: learned so much about it not only when the when the show ended but also like in the dossier book that uh, mark frost put out the next day which yeah. is really good but also like stuff that happened in, in, in the final episode that totally informs the beginning to go back and watch this to be like oh now i know every backstory thing i need to know and i just feel like it's going to be like oh of course they just go watch it and be like this is but it works on so many levels. I can't. W- I mean, it's great. It's just a great, great show. So that t- t- TV, Dark, and Twin Peaks, and Black Mirror. Okay. Way to go. Do another movie. Do I got to do another movie? You do. Don't you? Do uh, you got more? Yeah, of course, I got lots more. Uh, we want to talk a little Annabelle creation.
1: Sure. I had that on my pleasant surprises list. Mm.
0: And what were you pleasantly surprised about?
1: Uh, the fact that it was good <laughs> because <laughs> Annabelle won, notably bad. Uh, it's a prequel to a prequel, notably bad. Usually,
0: good point. Good point. Uh,
1: it I just didn't expect it to be so effective. Again, it's and here's another mainstream studio horror movie. Yeah, that delivered. It was genuinely scary. Yes,
0: it was very scary. Number
1: of jump scares that work. Yep. Genuinely creepy setup. Really well shot. Mm-hmm. What did you like about it?
0: I similar to what you were saying. Um. I mean, I thought, so all those things aside, though, this just a really great haunted. We'll put "haunted house" in quotes. Yeah, ha- haunted mean, thing. Haunted thing movie. They did so much with so little. Is not the most violent thing. This, you know, never underestimate how much you can, how much mileage you can get out of like walking into a room at night, empty. Look left. Look right. Turn around. Oh, there's a doll on the couch. Yeah, like that. That just is like, oh fuck. People fucking freaking out like crazy in the theater it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and you're right. Like, the Annabelle was bad, very bad. And I, th- I think the ace up the sleeve now for every horror franchise is to just go back, just keep. And sequels are always terrible because you got so much rules to abide by. But if you just go earlier, if you go with the prequel, bada bing, you got you got a whole world to play with. Those whole reboots, as they call world. it. Yeah, and they ended it how where uh, Annabelle starts, which is you know fine. But yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was that was
1: unnecessary, but that's okay. Still liked it. I mean, who
0: to thunk that another you, know, you want to talk about genres that are overdone? Who to thunk you can make still make a really good original scary doll movie?
1: Yeah. I've seen that I did not times. expect Did not see that coming. Yeah.
0: Great job on a great job on Annabelle Creation. Check it out. What do you got?
1: Um another one I liked. Oh, this is a controversial pick. It's another art house one that the not traditional horror fans uh, will probably like. It's Personal Shopper. Never saw it. Science, uh the French filmmaker's new movie with Kristen Stewart. He also did Clouds of Sils Maria, which I loved a lot. Mm. So the pre- it's an I'm gonna call it a horror movie because it's truly about like supernatural stuff, like ghosts and stuff. But it's more about I'm gonna say this movie's about grief in general and how hu- humans deal with grief and how they sometimes make up things to comfort them. Mm. Or it, did they make it up? Is it actually is there actually a ghost? The premise is basically. Uh, Kristen Stewart's character is a twin Her twin brother dies mm-hmm. And since he dies She is trying to make a connection with him
0: Did they, Didn't they have some sort of rule? Like if the first one dies They had a pact so had like, a yeah, the one Whoever dies the
1: first like Give a sign from the afterlife Jesus. So she's dealing with that um, Why is it called Personal Shopper? Because she is a personal shopper For a famous model woman So she picks up her clothes And stuff like that Yeah. So like, it's kind of a movie about a woman On the outside looking in it's sort of that,
0: but she's uh, just constantly looking for a message and everything.
1: Yeah, or not even, not even. Uh, uh, the I'd say it's horror. There's nothing violent about it, but it's it's more about uh, like everyone who's any ever lost anybody can relate to all the anxieties that she's feeling and there's this long stretch of the movie the long stretch of the movie is kind of a mystery uh-huh. between she's communicating with some sort of thing you don't know if it's a ghost through texting right is this a ghost of her brother is this this creepy guy that we met a few scenes ago mm. that it might be just a stalker and then you kind of realize eventually the movie is not about what like it doesn't matter it's more about uh, Kristen Stewart's character and her dealing with the grief and is it maybe her and maybe the stuff is real to her mm-hmm. maybe it's uh, just she's ascribing deeper meaning to nothing because she wants to feel that connection to her brother still yeah but then there are moments where it's like you think oh my god he must be real because X happened. Which is this really interesting, thought provoking movie that I'm still thinking about like several, several months later. Okay. Let's and I'm check very it out. excited to watch it again. I
0: think when it first came out, people's criticism of it was slow and boring. It's
1: very slow and most I mean, there's a scene I think that's twenty minutes just texting back and forth. <laughs> so I, I can see people not liking it. Yeah. This is a controversial pick. Only watch it if you're interested in what in, in seeing foreign films at movie theaters.
0: New Flesh controversy. Bop, 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 bop.
1: Um, and other ones. I don't know. I have a few more written down. I mean, we get out. Get out's the movie of the we year. Say, yeah, you get, get out. To the, uh, well, Gerald's on.
0: Game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's talk about you I, I was going to say the last two really to talk about are both uh, Stephen King properties.
1: Oh, Steve, Oh yeah. So Gerald's Game and It?
0: I mean, those two. I mean, it was it was King's year. Another another Lou Reed moment for Stephen King where it's just like, yeah, just put out a bunch of stuff. If you have one or two hits. People forget about all the crap. I mean, cause he. Let's forget. He also put out Dark Tower this year, which people were just like, "What a fucking joke that was." You know what I mean? How many things did it right. come out this year? Do we have a uh, we have a list? A
1: final tally. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, gotta look we can it up. figure it out. Yeah, I'll Mercedes. Look it up. Oh yeah, that's right. Twenty two. Twenty two. Nineteen twenty two.
0: Yeah, that was just okay.
1: But I mean, they're just saying the things that came out. Oh yeah, this yeah. Year, well, right? I'm just going through the uh, Mercedes twenty two. It. Dark Tower. Dark Tower. Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game. Uh, I feel that's like there was five. something else. There's gotta be. I feel like there was a glutton, gluttonous amount. I don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, something called the Milkman that I missed. Uh, one for the road that I missed. The Miss TV show.
1: Oh yeah, that bombed and is canceled.
0: Yep, 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 yep. Oh, people, people keep making a shorts of things, so that's kind of on here too. I see anything that wasn't. That's a probably show, yeah.
1: five. Five is good. Five or six. Yeah,
0: that's right. I mean,
1: okay, so it one of the biggest box office hits of the it year. It and
0: Jared's game was so good that like. Yeah, it, it, it was fucking incredible. Let's talk about it first.
1: Yeah. They fucking... It's, they? again, same thing with Super Dark Times. The coming-of-age kid stuff works the best. But
0: it, this is this has to be unprecedented, where they took an already popular book, insanely popular book, that was already turned into a property that I don't know how much it made. It was a made-for-TV movie double thing, but was um, a huge hit in the sense of, like, everybody knows it, right? Yeah. And then they did a big-budget remake remake of a thing that everyone was so passionately already liked... They redid the main iconic character, and they only did the first half of it. I know. And it was fucking huge.
1: And people really liked and it. There was it.
0: seven reasons why this thing should have flopped. People lost their fucking minds over this movie. And the original
1: director bounced because he couldn't make it the way he wanted it to.
0: Yeah. Carrie Fukunaga, right? Isn't that insane?
1: It had every sign of being a train wreck.
0: And it was a huge hit. And it was so good. It was I liked so it a lot. I have still good. haven't seen it a second time.
1: And I'm glad it came
0: out because it's the whole Stranger Things, by the way, Stranger Things, fuck all that shit. The whole Stranger Things thing that's been the past two years. all oh, these kid actors are so good. Isn't this like a cool hip thing? So that's nothing like. Oh my God, Stranger Things is just like. Took everything from Stephen King and, and a bunch of other things, and is so like hip and popular, it's gonna come out and just be like overshadowed by Stranger Things. Then it comes out and it's like, thank you, fuck you, Stranger Things. <laughs> it, it's it's a way better version of kids fighting some sort of sp- uh, supernatural thing in their town. The you original, know, the OG. Oh my god, it's, god damn it! It was so good. I cannot wait for that second one.
1: Yeah, and then Gerald's Game, easily the best thing I think Netflix did this year, probably for horror. Yeah, no question. For I mean, people are really uh, hyped <laughs> Death <out>. Note. <laughs> yeah.
0: people are really hyped on Mudbound, which I've not seen yet. That's only I thing, have to watch that. That's the only thing that people that's, are saying is, is the That's best the one Netflix of the things.
1: Did. That's one of the things I need to watch before I finalize my best of the year list.
0: So you hooked me up with the uh, with uh, the script for Jail's game. Oh yeah, man! I mean, t- talk about doing so much with very little. A majority of, of a movie of a woman handcuffed to a bed, having no idea how she's going to she's going to death, or if some fucking. And it's a uh, 90 minute, some great fucking, movie. like, loose mongrel's going to come in and fucking eat her legs, or the way it's eating her husband's dead body that's right next to the bed. Fucking amazing. And, and, and that's another book that everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's the best Stephen King book, or, or you know, he just knocked that out of the park with that one. How could they possibly do it? Because that book, it's all an in inner monologue. It so what are we going to do? Ha- have her going to talk to herself? Yep, she did. It was fucking and awesome
1: Bruce Greenwood got involved The ghost of Bruce Greenwood It just It's amazing that it works
0: And it has this, The scene We all know it's not the Single. The, 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 the scene in the book the, hor- the horrifying thing That is described In such detail in the book People have been known To pass out or vomit While reading it And they did it so well in this movie like watching it, i was just so like oh my fucking guy like so wincing and looking away so they also stayed true to nobody wants to talk about it because it's a thing that when it comes you're just like you can't believe she does it but nobody wants to talk about it and ruin it we will when it happens we probably did already yeah when it happens it fucking happens and it was so true to the book and you know hey it's great to see it. this is another thing we're like yes you don't need to make a huge it level box office you know, uh, gamble on it—a Stephen King type of property. You can just give it, give it to Netflix, man. they already yeah. got the distribution in place, and they did an excellent job. Who's the a- who's the main actress in that? I'm so bad with names.
1: Carla Giorgino. God, she's so good. I know she's great in this. She's great in just It's so everything. true to I mean, the book that it tacks on the really bad final yeah, few minutes. Yeah, the stupid hates. few
0: minutes, but I'll, I'll forgive it because
1: what were they gonna do? I you agree. Know? Yeah. I think that's a pretty solid list.
0: It's so amazing, and of course, number one's Get Out. Uh, yep. uh, Oscar, uh, Oscar talk is happening now It's already been nominated for Golden Globes We're talking, I mean it has to be nominated for At least best original screenplay uh, I think that it should be I would not be surprised if there's a best Actor or actor nod for the lead
1: um, I wouldn't be surprised either And the two movies I mentioned earlier That we didn't watch that we want to Watch for next week The Lure about mermaids and then Hounds of Love, which I did watch, but I don't remember anything about. I may have fallen asleep.
0: Yeah, I tried watching uh, two movies I tried watching last night. They're both on Netflix that did not float my boat. They weren't bad. They just the a little by the numbers and slow. One was Killing Ground, the movie that I thought was Lake Bodom when I started watching it. Uh, soon-to-be-married couple go camping on a beach. Not on a beach, but like in a secluded beach area in the woods. See a tent there that they're like, oh, so other people are by here. And like a day goes by and nobody comes by. Then they find a car. And they find a, a a young toddler walking around lost, and then we find out what happened. Cause it jumps back and forth from that family that was there with their kid to the couple that were now and. Sounds good. Eh, it's a little slow. It's a little dumb. All right, I'm gonna still watch it, And probably. then also Berlin Syndrome, which I don't think
1: is a horror movie. I said that was. I said that was like okay.
0: Yeah, I, w- I just wasn't feeling it. I could see I was just okay, but I was like, I'm out. I'm out.
1: Uh, I also a few other stragglers that I liked. I liked Revenge. Friend request was another pleasant surprise. <laughs> Not great, but good. Which one? Front Request. Yeah. Um, What else is on my list? Transfiguration was good. Black Coat's Daughter I liked quite a bit.
0: Yeah, I-, I liked the lines. wasn't best of. wasn't best of, you guys. Just because it's not on the best of doesn't mean it's not good. That's true.
1: That's true. All right. So next week we'll be back. We'll be talking Hounds of Love. We'll be talking... Murr? El-
0: what was it? Lurr?
1: The Lurr. And then we'll also be talking Insidious... The last key. Oh, here we go. And hopefully Joe will also watch some Insidious. Do you yeah. remember? Uh, I
0: barely remember three. I don't remember two, but I, one I loved.
1: One, one, and three are where it's at. I want to rewatch two because I don't. In my mind, I think it's bad, I and think I haven't be seen. Fine it's if I don't
0: know. I like going to the movies, and I'm not remembering. So I feel like, come on, like if I have to watch to don't the make, ones make me enjoy work it, for it. I it. Yeah, why can't I just make a movie? All right. um, also, wait, we weren't kidding Let's get some suggestions It's a new year, new flesh, guys
1: New year, new flesh
0: We want ideas We want uh, 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 suggestions We want more interaction Less interaction More content Less What do you want from us? What do you, If you listen to podcasts Literally, what do you want from what us? What have they done That you think we should do? We're open to ideas Preferably stuff That doesn't require a lot of work I'm just kidding But we'll see
1: Thanks for listening To almost two hours of us talking
0: Here's of 2018 Horror oh, yeah. Goodbye Bye